So, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night, whenever you listen to this. This is Machi Bili, alongside my Katikapan in crime, Ricardo Medina. Hello, hello, hello. And this is the season seven, yes, season seven premiere this of BS Beats and Bili. Yeah, this, yes, this should be uh, it should be the movie, well, you know, six seasons is not a movie, but you know, we're doing season seven instead. Yeah, yeah, you know, and you know, usually around this 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 time now, like especially if you if you watch shows like Walking Dead, you know, this is where things sort of fall apart. But you know, yeah. <laughs> but um, nah, hopefully, you know, with this year, you know, we could with my case, I just want to keep things as consistent as possible. Um, right. I just know that I have a lot of stuff to do work and life wise, but still, you know what I mean? I'm just going to make this effort to, you know, do this, right? Because I mean, I just love the idea of being able to talk about films and TV shows with, you know, like-minded people now, you know? And, um, just the mere fact that I did six seasons, what, six years of this is like, wow, you know what I mean? Yeah, so no. yeah, I mean, keep them fingers crossed. Don't know what's going to happen for 2021. But, um, speaking of that though, um, Hell of a way to end 2020 and hell of a way to kick off 2021. But um, just want to mention briefly, because, you know, I'm a hip-hop head. I have to do this. I know it's uh, uh, probably yeah. like two weeks away. Well, you know, too late, but whatever. Yeah. Um, you know, rest in peace to MF Doom, man. I mean, one yeah. of my favorite big, um, big. producers slash rappers, you know. Yeah, this was this was the last you know kicking in not so twenty twenty from twenty twenty for me. Just like cheap boy, and and we got this news all years. Like I I saw it yeah. all years night, yeah. And yeah. you know I'm I'm not even gonna bother asking. Okay, well, if he died um, October thirty first, which is ironic. Well, I'll get to that in a bit. Right. Um. Yeah. Why why release this news now before the year well, ends? Yeah, right? it, it was yeah it was just the family just tell yourself you know. We could do that because this is this is well something similar happened roughly ten years ago. The death of Nujabis. Um, yes, yes. Yeah, he died in a car accident. He the family didn't say anything. He just had a funeral, and then they kind of released the news like about a month later, and no one knew, you know, yeah. because people thought people thought he was just like working on an album or something like that, and he was just underground. And mm-hmm. I was at all, and then we just find out the news. It's like it's super shocking. Yeah. It was, it's all over again for me. So, um, yeah. Um, but in terms of, of MF Doom, boy, um, there's the irony with his death being October 31st is just that the fact yeah. that if you know his persona, his post-KMD persona, you know what I mean, wearing that Dr. Doom metal mask, you know what I mean, it's like, that was, that was what his persona and aura revolved around, just being this mysterious figure, this super villain, if you want to call it that, right? And, you know, in a year where we were forced to wear masks, right? You know, it's right. just the irony that you would die on AD where, yeah, it's, it's all right to wear costumes, including masks, right? So, you right, know, it right. is what it is. But, yeah, I mean, as far as his music, um, his his rhymes and whatnot, you know, they, they have influenced me. It, it was just like, I don't want to call it moody, but it was just a way, it was just like yeah. creativity and rap that I've never seen before. Taking yeah. 70s and 80s Marvel, you know, cartoons right. and yeah, yeah. 60s Godzilla films and right. you know jazz music and R&B from the 80s and you know golden age hip hop and just mixing it into this this yeah. group, you know, but it still work right and then yeah, he yeah, just had these intricate rhymes you know just stuff that just felt so awkward not awkward but just kind of weird and unique and strange but at the same time it's like nah there's this this technicality here this skill here but yeah, yeah. it's well taught out or well you know yeah, executed so. He was, he was, yeah, he was the first kind of almost, I don't know what to say, borderline postmodern kind of rapper. He was just like, just taking material from spaces that you didn't think that a rapper could take material from. Like, we always had like, kind of, you know, nude culture, kind of rap in a sense, but it wasn't 
in such a degree now, like you had a little flip game over or something like that. You know, mm-hmm. that nobody ever really, really do anything that interesting. I mean, I suppose you could, I mean, there's a ton of examples in rap, maybe. Um, but Doom was on next level, Jordan. And then, you know, well, the big um, exposure to Doom and well, with me was um, Adult Swim. That's what I yes, got yes. exposed to him, right? It was just mm-hmm. this early, early, early little inter, interstitial blurbs and um, in between little thing. I was like, hey, who's this rapper? And then it is, I remember this, I remember seeing him at Doom, the name show up. Sometime in 2002 or something like that, I was like, oh mm. shit, who's this guy, though? And you know, you now get the internet. That is back when Kazaa was a thing. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that, <laughs> that was my first exposure to Kazaa. Yeah. Right, right. So, that was my first exposure to that. And it was, it was, it's like, all oh, right, it kind of just changed from there on in. It's like, oh, this guy's really impressive and interesting and so strange. Just to hear all the Spider Man stuff. And, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Like, like, but, like the, 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 the music that we grew up on, that, da, 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 yeah, yeah, exactly. A beat off of that, I call it beef rap. Like, yeah, mind blown, right? Yeah, exactly. but um, good thing that you bring up um, Adult Swim because my introduction to him really was through an episode, one of my favorite episodes of the Boondocks called Let's Not right. Opera, where we heard right. four songs from from Mad Villain. It's like, wait, no, yeah, Mad Villainy was what's this? Who's this guy rapping? And was this right song all caps? And then when I actually heard the album proper, I was like, yeah. holy shit, this is yeah. one of the best things I've ever heard in my life. And funny right. thing is, this was my official introduction to the guy who produced the beats for that album, uh, the the legendary. Madlib, right? So, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's it's just it's just kind of weird and strange. Um, these these underground cultures and being exposed to them via, you know, just I, I don't know what to call it because it, it's this redux culture and him like it made perfect sense him utilizing those old sixties cartoons and and him being utilized in Adult Swim. Um, or I, I forget the name of the the company that is run Adult Swim. It's on my mind right now. Um, but they, they themselves use a bunch of shows that reference, you know, old sixties cartoons, Birdman and all the old Hanna Barbera stuff, in their own weird right. remix way. So it was a whole culture. It was a whole weird kind of postmodernism that was going going on in the, in the early two thousands. Um, that was really super interesting and super, uh, you know, reflexive, right? And, and meta yeah. textual, you know, and he 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 just fit perfectly into that and. You know, in, in terms of, and then you know with the with the rise and popularity of hip hop at the time, because I think two thousand four, I think was the first year you had um, the Billboard charts had all black artists on it. Um, oh, okay. First, I, I, it was right, like, I it was a, yeah, it was an interesting turning period now of of all of that now. So it's all these interesting. Kind of, he was yeah, he was at the nexus of this interesting underground underground black nude culture kind of thing. And yeah, and he was that he was that for me. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. For me, well, boy, I mean, R.I.P. to the villain, yes, right? Really. Yeah, R.I.P. to, to the villain, indeed. I have no, I have no problem calling him the goat. Um, with, you know, uh, yeah, he, in, he you is know. a goat. Yeah. He is the yeah. goat by, by, yeah. by far, man. And, um, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, um, well, not just his, his rhymes, too, but his production skills. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, they, yeah. they, they will continue to inspire many MCs, yeah. and many producers. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because I, I follow, like, one of my favorite artists online is um, Flying Lotus. Ah, yes, yeah, yes, yes. Lotus. And yeah, was given yeah. some of the best best commentary and material about um, Doom, and then they were supposed to come out with some stuff, and he put out some stuff, you know, that was coming out, and it's, uh, and it's not surprisingly, it's a goddamn it's goddamn fire, right? So, mm. yeah, boy, I don't know, yeah, boy. Well, I'd love to hear if if he decides to put out that project this year. Uh, well, yeah, hopefully, yeah, I I, I can't yeah. wait, but I think it will be. Yeah, and really I sure, I sure, and I sure Doom have like a ton of shit that had to come out still and and pull out still. Eh? Cause yeah, it's it's just it was just like a really strange time where 
you was really getting the big mashups happening. This around the same time when you had um what do you call them? Jay-Z and um, Oh Jay-Z and, and Lincoln Park. Um, Lincoln Park, oh right. Gosh, the and you had all these, yeah. yeah, and you know significant degrees of, of success. I mean, I, I wasn't too impressed with a lot of that, to be frank, but it's well, still me good. too, me too, honestly. It, but it's still, it was still pretty good stuff. Like, and people mm-hmm. was doing that was the first time people started to do these really interesting mashups, and it was just spreading because of the internet. Is there like you would have did that, that stuff would have never be on MTV or BT, but because of, of Napster and, and the internet, it would have you know it going quote unquote viral for the first time, kind of thing. Like, if anybody knew, um, the Grey album, for example, that was a thing, right? It was Jesus Black album mixed with um, the, the Beatles White album. Right, that was like a first. That was a huge thing, at the time. Um, and and Doom just kind of catch the curve ahead of that as a, as a producer. Um, right, right, right. Yeah, it's it's just thing. Uh, another thing too is um, uh, he's Trinidadian, right? Yeah, he's yes, together. yes, yes. He is yeah. of Trinidadian um, yeah, ancestry. Um, yeah, his mom is Trinidadian. I think his dad is Ghanaian. I can't remember. Um, I think so. Yes. Yeah, or something like that. I can't remember. Yeah. I can't remember exactly. But yeah, he born in England. Yeah. You know, just truly, truly, uh, truly a marvel and a talent in our generation. It really, 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 really sad. Right? Indeed. Um, at the time of recording this here, this is um, Sunday, January the 10th. Um, yesterday, that would be January 9th, he would have turned uh, 50 years old, man. Yeah. And then uh, yeah, the, thing so. is too, the thing is, we almost, we almost lose Dr. Dre to Dre. Like, shit, yeah. that would have... That'd be that'd be too much for me. <laughs> um, Why? But, I, I I was yeah. almost getting up, you know. I was like, okay, somebody please don't post. I I need a doctor the music video on you know? on um on Facebook. Please don't, please don't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I was yeah. like, yeah, about drug, but Doctor Dre seemed to be fine. Um, hopefully, so we'll, we'll you know watch on that. But yeah, yeah. Well, no, he he's a man who post stuff on Twitter really. But somebody right. spoke for him and said, you know, he's he's doing right. great. So right. Right, right. Uh, so, so, yeah, but it's, it's something that, yeah, something that you can easily die from. It. I think that now. When I hear that, it's like shit. That's not, not like a 50-50 chance of survival. Some really, you know, yeah, like brain aneurysm, like, like yeah, wow. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, know, like, I know, Dre to be like a, a healthy guy, you know. You know what I mean? Like, no, that's you know. the thing. That's that the thing. But you know, you, you, you know, it's health is health. Health is not, you know, the world of the world. The world of health is is abductive, right? Not not inductive. You don't know for sure. Um. That things go work out that person. Yeah, number of time you hear cases of somebody in the gym and they just drop down have a heart attack or something later. Um yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, those so, things you know, scare me still. <laughs> yeah, yeah, to this day. So, you know, I, I don't you know, yeah, the, yeah, you want to be healthy, but at the same time, you know, it can still catch you. Um but yeah, uh hmm. what a time, unfortunately. The year start with, with Kobe and with Doom, yeah, some bullshit for my generation. Eh? Yeah, but, <laughs> and yeah, and but, well, you know, in, in our well, talking about twenty twenty one here for a bit. Um, just when we have your fingers crossed, thinking, you know, I mean, everything's gonna be okay, and you know, Joe Biden's gonna be confirmed right. as president and all that kind of stuff, right? Then, then, then <laughs> Wednesday, you know, the 6th of January happened. Um, a, a, a whole squad of I shouldn't say a squad, like a whole army basically of, right. of, of Trump supporters, you know, just right. stormed Capitol Hill, like they were like, yeah, No, we, was, we can't accept this, Biden, this and was, it was just was insanity. Super. Yeah, the, the, this is a super bad look because this is one of those things. Now, now here's the thing: it's, this is not like some truly unprecedented thing, but it's such a bad look for them, given that if you know what, if you know parlor is, uh, and if you don't, you know, good, you know, thanks to be you, good to be you. Um, it's basically the joke is that it's 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 Twitter for Nazis, right? And 
basically, yeah, they was like saying again up for this. They, they had a lot of violent rhetoric for it. It was such a bad look. Like the thing is, the thing with Capitol Hill is that it have two kind of sections. There's a public section, and then there's a private section of of mm. where the offices are for for well Congress, right? And the thing is, they went in in the private sections. It's the stuff that you kind of had to know. You're not really allowed to go. So like you could walk into Capitol Hill because it's a relatively public place. But where they went is like, no, you can't go there, you can't do this, that, and the other. So it was like super unprecedented. So even people who defending this or trying to make like little workable arguments to defend it is, is still nonsense because you'd have 10 other arguments that show you that you're, you're looking bad and you're, you're defending trash. Um, and then, yeah, yeah Parler, Parler does have so much like, you know, um, comments and things. was like, oh, we have no problem putting a bulletin on liberal head and something like that. And I question is like, wait, what will happen if they actually met some congressperson day and what would happen and you know luckily the thing some a couple of police officers died people died unfortunately um it's some really really insidious bullshit but anyway the results of this kind of well you could debate if you want to celebrate this or not i had no problem seeing it which is you know the internet pretty much you know you know infinity gem snap um trump out of the internet right um, you know, <laughs> yeah. Twitter, Facebook, be... nobody, no, yeah, yeah. no, no everybody was just... platform wants anything. And then, um, and then, and then, I make the joke that, um, I make the joke that it's it's Mr. Kinney from RoboCop with 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 Parler because Parler now, the big platforms, the two biggest platforms, um, drop them now, which is Google Play, Google, well, Google Play, Google's Google's um App Store, and Apple's App Store as well. They both of them tell right. them. And in case of Apple, they just tell them, look, you have 24 hours to fix your shit, which is like virtually impossible in, in even in internet time to, mm-hmm. to moderate properly. Um, so it, it's it's no different from from Ed 209, you know, telling telling Mr. Kitty to stand down in Robocop, right? Like, that's pretty much what they, what they do them. They're like, yeah, they clearly get them a warning, but they didn't want to know a bullshit warning. They wanted to ban them. And yeah, it's, it's sorry to say, that I, I can't defend this. Like, it it's super hard to, like, I... I don't consider There's myself. No way to defend that. It's like, super oh. hard. Yeah, it next to impossible. Like, you'd have people who, in in a court of law, you could probably defend a couple of these people, maybe. Like in terms of what you think they say or whatnot. But when it comes to the court of public opinion, it's like, nah, it's such a bad look overall. overall. And it, it's up to you to whether or not that matter. But yeah, they they really crossed a line with this one. Um, this is pretty much the end of this now. This is a bad story. Um, yeah, they say they want to hang Mike Pence and things. Like, dude, that is that, that, that not your own boy, John? <laughs> like, like, chill out now. Like, jeez, way. Like, hey, whatever. Yeah. Moving on. Well, I well, yeah, well, this is yeah, my, my quick yeah. two cents. Quick two cents, eh? Yeah, yeah. Um, this, this really looks bad, Jed, you know yeah. what I mean, on a worldwide um, scale because, I mean, yeah. it isn't, isn't um, America, you know, the, 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 you know, the, the, the first world country of all first world countries. Yeah, no. Like, everybody have yeah. to look up to them for inspiration and truth and all that kind of jazz. Right, right, So, right. to see something like this now, and, like, I don't want to be one of those, like, not, like, those America haters who say, you know, it's, it's all those, those propaganda and all those films right. of violence, and, you know, you're, you're stirring that up in the people. So it's kind yeah. of like natural for, for people to grab, um, you know, get arms and rise up and, you know, take down the man, you know, you know, all that kind of stuff. And, well, sorry to say this, fight the power. But no, I mean, there, yeah. there's better ways to do this, not right. like literally storming the Capitol Hill, um, and playing like you, you, you just want to bum rush the whole place. And, you know, um, well, one thing that I also noticed was, you know, I see like a bunch of, um, you know, um, well, a bunch of black people pretty much seeing this. And, you know, it's really true now. They tend to kind of forget this in, within all the chaos and whatnot. 
Um, yeah. if it was a Black Lives Matter rally, trade, it would have been like yeah, be, more yeah, than tear gas. Would have been like batons yeah. and you yeah. know, um, sniper right, um, snipers and all that kind of stuff. But here's yeah. just well, you know, a little mace, you know, I mean, a little tear gas here or there, trying to make yeah. sure that, that that we see if we 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 share in masks and whatnot, because we don't have yeah. much to spread around. You know what I mean? Because it's we 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 don't want to make these white people mad, right? But anyway, right. that that's what it is. But the the fear I have is well, people pretty much have um pretty much people. People pretty much seeing that um, well, this is in the end. They have a feeling that something bad could um, something. This is not the the end of this now. So right. I mean, no, I mean, how, how unexpected Wednesday was. I don't know what we're gonna get. Yeah, no, there, um, there's the, yeah, there's the thing with it is that you know if America doesn't have an active outside threat, what is happening? What the, the big threat has always become was was um, you know, you know, internal domestic terrorism. Um, and yeah, everybody kind of forget that it had. That uh, I say, I think is Texas, another Texas, Tennessee, I think, or something like that, had a, a bomb on Christmas Day. Anybody forget that? Uh, yeah, <laughs> like these things gonna kind of ex- escalate. Anybody remember Timothy McVeigh? You know, it's that. You know, oh, we, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. So and even even during the, the Clinton administration, they had uh, efforts to deal with this. It's just 9/11 happens, so everybody fucking forget. But like, yeah, that was always something stirring under the under the thing now. Um, and you know, sorry to say it, I I again me no big time liberal person no nothing like that. But like, uh, yeah, these people don't really be, not gonna be part of the world going forward. Sorry to say it, you know, they had a, they had to either change their lives and fall in line, or you know, expect themselves to be on the the receiving end of licks. And I, cab and myself, can't really see how they could defend themselves given what they they have been um effectively profiting from and promoting for the last you know five or six years, you know. As I say, the only reason that Donald Trump has a political career is because he catered to a racist conspiracy theory that had no basis in reality um, and, and it's, it's false on its own face. So, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, I can't see what, what God happened with this one. But yeah, this this is a super bad look, though. God damn. Yeah, it, it, is, it is. So, yeah. <sighs> you sure thing? I'm just going to keep yeah. my, my ears to the ground and see what, what happens. It's, but it's, um, it's, called, yeah, it's called the optics. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> but, optics. Yeah, but boy, pr- pr- yeah. prayers in the United States, boy. That's all I have to yeah, say. Well, prayers in the United States. Yeah. See. Anyway, so moving on now. Um, so in today's episode, we have uh, two movies and two TV shows to talk about, right? Um, right, right, right. Some of which started, as far as the TV shows go, um, started uh, last year or like late right. last year, times recording here. And one particular film which came out on Christmas Day in the United States, but um, I was able to acquire a you know copy of it. Uh, right. So <laughs> I, I mean, the, the the joke here is that um, well, you know, the Academy Awards are not going to get that till like um, I think it's March or April or something like that. So it's yeah, kind of yeah, weird yeah. that you know screener copies for shows like well, what I'm going to talk about this would be promising young woman are out right. right now so like okay whatever yeah well that, that's uh, usually happen around christmas anyway so it's like fine it's like, yeah. yeah yeah right um also too well i did not get around to seeing shadow in the cloud um right, right. i wanted to see it just merely because is um you know chloe um forgetting her name yeah right like, yeah chloe grace grace moritz right. um i was really curious to just see her you know just um, do more like just really showcase more of her acting jobs because I haven't seen her in a film in like quite a while, right? Right. Um, but I didn't get the time to see it. Ricardo, you did, so you could share your thoughts on that. Mm, uh, yeah. Also, we will talk about the final season of Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. Right. So technically, this is part four, so it's two seasons, but they kind of split up into 
um, four parts. So, you know, this is part four, right. basically. And last but not least, season three of Star Trek Discovery, which just want to mention quickly, um, our fellow Trini Critics League um, colleague, you oh, know, um, somebody was saying was the best TV show of 2020. Yeah, I like I fight and support. I find it supported for, for the show in some unlikely places. Places like, wait, you like this? Okay, what? <laughs> uh, yeah. But, yeah. but I'll, I'll, it's best to talk about it. It's best to talk right. about the love the show has been getting, though. Because, yeah. kind of slight spoiler, it's much deserved. It is much, right. much uh, Well, I'll, yeah, I'll get into that. Um, yeah. <laughs> here's the thing with me. I, I'm, I'm the kind of guy that, you know, <laughs> has made the joke. Star Trek, Star Trek is Star Trek is my little brother. I get to beat up on my little brother. You don't get to beat up on my little brother. It's that. Okay. Um, I, I like that. I'll, I like that. And I'll talk. I'll talk about it anyway. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Um. Oh yes. And speaking of uh, best of 2020, uh, Ricardo. Uh, well, you told me this before we met up here online. Um. Apparently, right. you had a, a a TV show that you that you missed from your best of list. That would be what now? Well, it's it's okay. So it's four shows, and I can't believe I forget this, but it's okay, it slipped my mind and. Yeah, it's it, 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 just a bunch. I know it had stuff that I forget, but again, because it's all of this internet stuff and that's a thing taken up on mine, I know stuff would have slipped through the cracks and these four shows slipped through the cracks on my list. I sure all you mentioned it, but I can't remember. So the first is Butt Boy, right? Ah, okay, okay, I okay. completely forgot about Butt Boy this year and Butt Boy yeah. was pretty awesome. Yes, yeah, so I remember you, you loved it though. Um, yeah. I just saw a picture of it. I was like, "Oh, that's what they're going for." <laughs> but yeah, I really and, and mostly, mostly because of how how incredibly like because of the silly premise and the ridiculousness of it, but because of how incredibly competently made it is, and and just this this dude just have so much talent. The director, I was like, "All right, this 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 real hard dude." Like, it's total nonsense for what it is, but it still works really well. Um, number two is Soul Opposites. I don't think I mentioned Soul Opposites. I'm not sure if I did. Um, no, no, no. Um, yeah, I think I, I mentioned no, uh, close together. Um, I think it was either right, you or, or, or someone mentioned it, but yeah, yeah. what um, yeah, so, Soul what Opposites was one that I, I, I forgot to, to mention too. And oh, by right. the way, uh, we're supposed to get a new episodes, um, in March, I believe it is. So, right, the thing, thing is, I mentioned Star Trek the Lower Decks, and the same, the same creator is, is <laughs> the creator of Soul Opposites as well. So, I can't believe I forget that. I just slipped my mind, and yeah, right. I mean, before the wall, before the wall episode, right? I mean, I just had got that classic, right? I know, um, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, this one I, I really mentioned because I should have I should have mentioned it with, with Enola Holmes. This is the Owl House. Um, ah yes yes yes. Yeah, I I watched that, that right. Time. And the reason the reason I mentioned the old house we got with with Nola Holmes we got make the joke. This is Harry Potter now. Yeah, the old house is 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 really feel like this is Harry Potter now. Is it really does the whole magical alternate culture stuff with a, a main character that kind of in the you could say LGBT slash queer camp, but like catering to that crowd. But you know, magic was always a kind of working subtext, so that's it fits in the story reasonably well. And they kind of really like make fun of. Um, they do a little jabs at Harry Potter because you know J.K. Rowling, right? Unfortunately, right? Um, that's the thing. And then, well, the last show, and I can't believe I forget this one. She ran Princess of Power final season. I cannot nice. believe yes, slip yes, my yes. Great, I, I cannot read, read the clues of that that series, man. I, I'll go as far as say that like um, Noel Stevenson should take over Wonder Woman in terms of direction, eh? because like they should have go with, they should have go with a catra, you know. Shira kind of something for that instead of bringing back Steve, right? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, character wise, in that show compared yeah, to, exactly. to Wonder Woman, right? I mean, right, sorry, exactly. yeah, yeah, you know, like 
84, the more and more I think about 84, how much more problems it have in it. But it's like, geez, right? you can't believe that they, they do this nonsense. But yeah, she really princess of power. One of the main reasons it works so well is because they stick to the material. They didn't worry yes. to get any extra universe bullshit. Because I really thought with that, when, when season four started and they did, they went to the space and things like that. I was like, oh, they're going to bring in He-Man and they're probably going to go to Eternia and all this kind of thing. Nope. They went to space. They did something that was relevant to the story. They come back and then they sort out the story. And then they keep it, they keep to the character work. And that is, that is the smartest way to do with this stuff. Like, yes, people like big weird concepts. And we're going to talk about it with Sabrina, right? People like big weird concepts. But if you stick to your characters, you can't go wrong. People, that's the problem. I, 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 the person I blame for this is number one perpetrator. This nonsense was J.J. Abrams. Is that he's making kind of give a shit a little too much about the mystery box nonsense. And, and plotting and, and world building and having things be consistent. And it's like, nah, you gotta kind of stick to your characters. I mean, I, I know JJ have good characterization when you're ready, but like he kind of start this dumb trend and a lot of writers, a whole, to me, I'd argue a whole generation of like TV and movie writers kind of borrow from that nonsense. And we kind of had to cut that shit out now. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, so that's my four, four shows. I sure I have a bunch of other things. I'll be like, oh yeah, that came out this year. But that's the last four that I, I kind of regret not mentioning in my final um, runners-up. None, none of these would have made my top ten. Just runners-up. Mm. But yeah, so that's that. All right, all right, yeah. all right, all right. Well, well speaking of uh, honorable mentions, that, well, I should see stuff that could have been in my honorable mentions, uh, let me talk quickly about Promising Young Woman, right? Um, sure. I was hearing a lot of greetings about it even before it was released theatrically. I think right. it was theatrically um, on Christmas Day, right? Right. Uh, this is the debut feature from Emerald Fennell. She is a British actress, author, and, well, a screenwriter and director, right? She right. worked on season two of the series Killing Eve, which I haven't got around to watching as yet, right? There's nothing but praise about that, right? Um, this essentially is a thriller, but it's also like a dark comedy as well, right? Um, it stars uh, Carrie Mulligan, um, okay. Bo Burnham, who well, the okay. last time I mentioned okay. him was, you know, his di- um, directorial debut with um, Eat Greed, which I enjoyed. Yeah. I know you had yeah. your issues with it, but I, I enjoyed it. I, no, enjoyed. I, I, I enjoyed it as well. It's just, you know, I, my issues is more about my personal issues, but it's not a, you know, it's not due to the quality of the material. It's good. <laughs> it was pretty good. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, fair enough, fair enough, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, it also features um McGill Allison Bree, um Levine Cox is it as well. Okay. Um, Jennifer okay. Coolidge. I haven't seen okay, her in like a it, while. I like, I like it. I yeah, like yeah. It, 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 it has yeah. a it has a solid it has a pretty solid cast. It even goes as far as even having um Alfred Molina make her appearance. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Good. Good. Right. <laughs> you with <Yeah>. this? Okay. <laughs> Mm-hmm. But um, what it's about, right? It centers on the well, the character of Cassie Thomas, right? Who's played by Carrie. She lives with her parents, even though she's like thirty years old. You know, right. well, you know, it's 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 America, folks. So that's a thing, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, she also works at a a, a coffee shop, right? Um, one of the well, technically, she runs the place. Um, that would be um, Levin Cox Cox's character, right? But you know, right. they they chat and you know, it's emotional support and all that kind of jazz, right? Um, but essentially, we learn bits and pieces about Cassie Truell from the beginning going up, right? But what she does, she has this thing of going into nightclubs, right? Um, and she would pretend to be drunk, and she would just wait for, like, a guy to just right. leave his right. group of uh, friends. Yeah. And, I, saw this, know, I saw this with the trailer. And all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I saw this with the trailer. The pre- I know the premise from the trailer. Um, right, right, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't want to spoil too much from it, though. But, um, yeah, it's it's in the trailer pretty much, right? So, right, right. She, 
how to say she exacts her revenge on guys like those right who would right. see this drunk woman and want to take advantage of her at their place right, right so right, she right. she does her thing but it, it it's, it's never really said never really specified what she does right but um kind of like Uma Thurman Kill Bill style. She has okay. a book where she kind of writes down the name of the people that you know she 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 crossed me cleaner. You know what I mean? Right, I right, thought right. that was pretty cool as well. I, I would say that yes, this show does borrow a little bit, just subtle um, uh, from you know Kill Bill Volume One right, and Two, right? right? And later on, you kind of understand that okay, the reason being is because her friend Nina, well, high school friend Nina, was raped right, um, right. during this event and over to see what it is and she seeks revenge on men who you know just just offer similar circumstances you know i mean right he'll be drunk and all that kind of stuff right so she eventually finds out the person who did the, the who did the deed right and she goes around she goes about this plan she finds people who are who were involved who probably knew about it um well she actually runs into a good old friend uh, played by allison brie and they do something really clever here. Um, well, it's it's subject to discussion, right? But, you know, it's right. that old argument of, oh, well, you know, if she wasn't that drunk or if she wasn't right. in that place at that time, she wouldn't end up like that. I mean, I'm right, just right, saying, right. Yeah, it's, you know, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's a basic can I, argument, right? Can I insidious victim blame and kind of thing going on, yeah. Exactly. But but right. once again, like, it didn't happen to you. So who's you to see that, right? That's, that's just my opinion. Um, but yeah, and you know, through these encounters, um, she goes deeper and just, in, in, in terms of fi- finding out exactly what happened and then of course finding the perpetrator, right? But in the process now, she runs into an old um, college friend named Ryan Cooper, who's played by Bo Burnham, right? And he's like, well, well, he doesn't know about, um, you know, her part of revenge basically right you know it's just like oh well we went to medical school together and you know i thought that you were gonna make it big well i'm i'm a i'm a insurance physician but hey right. you're in a coffee shop so what's going on and well eventually she opens up and they start a relationship right well even though she has a thing about guys right which is understandable and it's just really to see that that um conflict basically with who wanting to to live this normal life, you know what I mean, with this right. guy who seems to be okay, but at the same time, my friend, my friend, you know, um, the, the 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 guy who did deed to my friend, who by the way is um, the, well, the friend died actually, right? Well, that's right. like months after the rape and whatnot, right? Um, he's still alive, right? So I I want to seek my revenge, and I'll stop right there. Okay. So uh, just to get the obvious out of the way, um, Carrie Mulligan, do I? Pulls off, in my opinion, the best performance I've seen from a like period. And I haven't right. seen much films from her, boy, but this yeah, one he, just was he last thing I saw. Was he last thing I saw with her, boy? That was really good. Um, she was, she was, well, in, she was Black in, Mountain, right? Yeah, she was in Inside Lewin Davis, which was which Inside was Lewin Davis, right? That is what I was yeah. trying to remember, right? Yes, okay, that is yeah. What I was trying to remember. Yeah, okay. um, yeah, she was also in Drive as well. You know what I mean? Like, I, you know, uh, oh, yes, yeah, well, the, I, the I, last show. I barely remember. I remember barely yeah. remember performing that. Yeah, but yeah, go ahead. That's the thing. And well, the last show I mentioned who um, appearing in actually was a movie called Wildfire, which was Paul Dano's um, directorial debut, actually. Okay, right. Yeah. yeah. Which, by the way, is available now on the Criterion Collection. I don't okay, know why, nice. but it's it's there, so yeah. cool. I, I can buy it. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, um, performance-wise, boy, this is like the best I've seen, though. And what I love about it is that, like, 
the script itself could have gone because at a point in time, like, uh, well, this is leading up to and and including the um, the title sequence. I could have swear that they were going to go for this exploitation, revenge, rape, revenge, tribute vibeness. So you know, you have to be seventies or grindhouse or like eighties schlocky, schluckiness. Right. Like. But they have bits of it, but that's not the story that they're trying to tell, and that's not the world they're trying to create here, right? But um, I love that Carrie doesn't fall into that whole part where you know, like, I'm just out for revenge and I don't care who right. gets in my way. You know what I mean? There's, there's a moral complexity to her. You know what I mean? Like, she wants right. to live her life, but it's not, it's not she has to deal with shit, you know? Yeah, because it's not some straightforward, I spit on your grief kind of situation, right? It's yeah, yeah. Well, 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 right. well, thank goodness it's not that, right? Right. Yes, but yes, I, I am honestly not a fan of that movie. Well, the original one. Um, right, yes. Uh, I haven't seen the remake and I don't care to see the remake, right? But anyway. Right. But yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, you know what I mean? She she plays her role out the way how you'd expect someone to to, to play, to, to be there, like realistically. That's what I dug about right. it, right? Um, also dug the moral complexity about it. The one time, on the one hand, she wants to live this normal life. And I mean, there's this guy and, you know, she's a little iffy, she's a little reluctant at first, but, you know, she goes along with it because, you know, eventually she has to move on. Her friends and family tell her, you need to move on, you need to date and whatnot. She had to live a life. She's 13. Right. But at the same time, a friend died. This person got away. Ting, 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 ting. And right, this is, right. I need to do this. I feel like I need to do this, right? But she doesn't go about it. <laughs> I, I, I actually thought they were going to do this. I, she doesn't go about it in like a, a Charles Brunson kind of way, you know, dead wish, walk around with a gun and pow, we just shoot random guys. It's not like that. That's not what they're going for. It's more like emasculation in a sense. Like she will go along with. You know the guy taking, um, taking her home and taking. Oh, she drunk, so let me just undress and try a thing, and then she will kind of catch them off guard and yeah, just just pretty much just mess them up, right? Um, but more verbally than anything like that. Well, it is implied that she probably do other stuff, but it's never shown. And I like the fact that the movie isn't going for that um, that uh, exploitative kind of vibe, basically, right? Um, also, I really, really dug the, the supporting cast as well. Um, Laverne Cox, when when she's on screen, I thought that she was fantastic. She she gave some great humor as well. I was expecting that from her. You know what I mean? Great humor. Uh, also, Alison Brie, I dug her character as well. Even though like what you see, you know what I mean? That that's just so common. You know what I mean? Yeah, uh, yeah. Bob Burnham, I thought that he was great as you know this this romantic lead. You know what I mean? Um, and even the you know um, Alfred Molina's you know appearance as well. I thought that was great. I don't want to see what he does, but it's very very crucial. Um, essentially, you know, it is a thriller, it is a drama, but it uh, it is comedic at times, but just very dark, right? And actually, dug the dark humor. It, it doesn't go too far with it. Like, it is a very serious issue, right? But, you yeah. know, it, it plays, though, like, it is kind of funny the way how she, get back, <laughs> how she gets back at these guys, too, but also how it kind of backfires as well. Um, right. Which leads me to, well, you know, the last 20, well, 15, 20 minutes of the show, which I would say would more or less divide audiences, right? Because I would okay. say it doesn't play out the way how you'd expect. And one thing I love about the show in general is how unpredictable it is. You think, right. oh, it's that whole revenge thing. So right. everything is going to play out the way you expect it. But no, not really. And I love that about the show. But the, the end in particular may feel like, oh, it just kind of pulls you rug from on the end. You didn't really get away once. And something right. happens. I don't want to spoil what it is. But it seems a little convenient. That's all I'll say. Right. 
but there's a twist before that which also comes up as convenient but you know in terms of the story and what um what emerald is trying to see it it makes sense to it it really does it just really shows that um at the end at the end of the day no one really is innocent when it comes to this thing right. so right. You, you understand where cassandra is coming from at the same time the way how she's going about it is you know quite violent quite brutal and just insidious but you understand why she would go that way and why she would look at guys in that particular way or people who think oh well you know wrong place wrong time kind of scenario you, you, right, you could right. understand why she'd look at that but the show itself doesn't stop to hammer these points in the head right so i really dug that um but yeah other than that though oh yes yeah, so i forgot to mention the direction was superb in this though this this and the cinematography it has this how to see this sort of sugar-coated look everything looks very like the colors pop a lot in the show um yeah. and uh, for me kind of adds to the world of you know this this story here you know? like everything seems so so syrupy sweet you know what i mean on the on the outside but deep <laughs> deep down there's right. some like just it, dark it, shit going it, on it's, it's, all, it's all like a movie at uh, well you know it, well it not not really directly deal with the, the feminist angle per se but the the revenge angle um there's a movie a few years back called blue ruin and that had a great oh, like, that. Yeah, yeah. That, that had a great like hey this revenge thing might not turn out the way i wanted to kind of attitude about it like it's not something you could just you should be doing even though that's the, the moral impulse and it's a good storytelling narrative impulse you know it's a story in your head but like the movie like really goes out of its way to say you shouldn't really do that and the, the realities of it is much more insidious than you think it is um but yeah right, that is what right. i feel i might be getting from this but if I'll, I'll go give it a chance myself yeah, yeah, I, I really, really recommend you do. Um, right. I would say though, like, no, it's not the best, you know, re- um, film or you know, in in this in this genre or tackling this certain issue and whatnot. But right. it tells a story. I t- I felt that it told its story very well. Um, I would say, as as far as gripes do, um, the the pacing could be a little slow at times, and oftentimes it um, could lean towards different styles. Like, you know, it'll give you different moods. You know what I mean? So. When you think it's going to be dark at this point or just moody at this point, sometimes it might like literally go um, really whimsical, you know what I mean? Really lighthearted. Well, there's a particular point where it does. And I know for some people, it might be like, um, okay, but this is like halfway to the show. So what, right. what going on here? But I love how that kind of flips over and you realize, oh, this, oh, wow, okay, right. Right. You know what I mean? Right. So, so it, it it works there. So people might complain about the the tonal inconsistency in some parts, but um, and then also to that that end in which I say will make or break. But for me, I I actually dug the the, the end and what they were going for. Just a little conveniences here or there. <laughs> I mean, like like realistically things wouldn't play out that way, but because of the story being too, it's like ah oh, okay, I, I see, I see what you're doing there. Right. So yeah, to me to me it works right, but um. Last thing I want to say before I get to the reading, also don't go in expecting Kill Bill Volume 1 and 2, right? Yes, it does borrow a bit from it in terms of the book and, you know, the, the list of people that she wants to get rid of. Or more like names that she adds and, you know, she does the whole um, number, um, well, more like the, not the, well, more like the numerical five kind of thing. You know the four lines, and then you know the the just the cross to make it five. She does right. that kind of thing. Then, then they use it thematically, where like just the, the process that she goes about to seek revenge is like that. Now. Like process wise, now um, it's very reminiscent of you know Kill Bill with the chapters and all that kind of stuff. Even some of the dialogue and the way how 
actor, how, how characters talk is very Tarantino inspired in a sense. But right. I, I felt it work in terms of like uh, what the, the, the story was um, trying to say. And right. um, yeah, in terms of the, the subject matter, I think that this is something that will make it thing, even if you mind buy into the end and all that much. Um, I still think that, you know, it's just the, the, the perspective of something like this. And that's why I really felt like the, the show Neil, like to see how people view, you know, situations like that differently, right? So yeah, uh, rating-wise, I'll give this a strong 4 out of 5, man. I mean, it isn't right. perfect, right. but I still really dug it. Um, this would have been an honorable mention for sure. So it should have been people's top 10s. This would, if, if, right. this probably would have been like in the, you know, between 6 to 10, basically. Not not a top 5 for sure, but Carrie Mulligan's performance alone is, is worth checking out, though. I will be so happy if she gets um, an Oscar nom for this. Um, I know oh. she growing up. I, I know she will go up against um, Francis Francis McDormand for Nomadland, right. which by the way I'm going to be reviewing very right. soon. I'm waiting, Dory. Yeah, yeah, but I have a feeling that yeah. So well, I'm, more, I'm, I'm more excited for that because of Chloe Zhao, not so much of um, Francis McDormand. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I really want to see because we loved the um the um the writer, right? right? Yeah, right. Yeah, I really want to see. Yeah. Yeah, really love that film, man. I feel I'm really going to love Nomadland. But um, yeah, like I say, you know what I mean? This is definitely worth checking out, though. Just don't go in expecting this thing to be some graphic core fest, right? But it is dark. It is funny when it needs to be. But it does touch on really serious issues that need to be discussed. And, you know, the, the, the feminist angle on it works as well. I know some people might be like, well... Why had to be like this for you know what I mean blah you know what I mean all that kind of stuff but oh gosh right. like come on it it, it kind of has to be at the same time you know what I mean so I dug that um and well for me I would say it doesn't lean too heavy on that I, I like that right everyone pretty much is fleshed out so you know some people might go in worried that all all, all the men in the show are gonna be bad or scums and scumbags and all that but not really right but anyway right. but yeah um definitely check this out I I hope that this gets at least and Oscar Nam, you know, maybe for, for Carrie's performance alone. Um, and last thing I'll say, though, don't let the dark subject matter fool you. It is surprisingly accessible. Like, you could actually sit down and watch this, not right. get too freaked out by it, you know what I mean? <laughs> not get too turned off by it, you know what I mean? You could kind of watch it and see things play out. But uh, it's not as dark or as brutal as you might think it is. But still, subject matter is deep enough for you to, you know, keep you hooked on. So, yeah, by all means, I definitely recommend checking out Promising Young Woman. Okay. All right. So, a show that I didn't get around to seeing, um, yeah. Shadow in the Cloud, which uh, actually is one of the, the, the first releases of um, of 2021, to be honest. So, yeah, Ricardo, take it away. What was Shadow in the Cloud about? <sighs> oh, boy. Okay. So, it's uh, Chloe Grace Moritz as Maud. Uh, she has uh, she has a, she has a kind of a mission to get herself um, across the Pacific from well I, I can't remember she's in Australia New Zealand but she has to get herself across the Pacific to well not across the Pacific but up I forget where exactly but basically they had to worry about Japanese pilots so it's the Pacific uh, right so uh, oh, so it's World War Two stuff right yeah it's World War Two right yeah. um, World War Two era right and. What they do is they play on the whole. Well, the trailer spoil reveals this. Um, they worry about well the idea of gremlins, right? And basically, that's the, the premise. So they had to escape. They had to travel. They actually have to worry about these pilots who kind of douchey and sexist. 
But then she have a package, she have a secret package, and you're not sure what that package is. You find out why. And then a gremlin attacks the plane. And it's like, where does the gremlin thing come from? Not sure, right? But it's a gremlin. And it's basically the World War II, you know, Roald Dahl gremlin thing, right? If you know what that is. And right. or or if you're that 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 episode of Twilight Zone, right? With with um William Shatner, John Luke Coward. That. Of course, you know, in terror, 10,000 feet, right. classic, right. classic. Episode. It's effectively yeah. that. It's, so it's, it's that's the shadow in the cloud, effectively. And it's her having to, well, deal with all this bullshit and having to fight the gremlin. But, you know, she have a whole anterior reason and motive for her transport and who she connected to and why. And that's the story. This was a big disappointment, right? I didn't oh, wow. hate it. I didn't hate it. I didn't think it was complete dog shit, but it was an incredible... <sighs> an incredible squandered opportunity. Really wasted potential. You know what this movie remind me of? It reminds me of, remember, um, a Day in the Hand movie some years back, about two, three years ago, where he played uh, um, like a, a doctor or something. Like that. I don't know, it was like a, a corporate guy. So, yeah, this is basically a cure for wellness all over again, right? It's uh, yeah, yes, I should have had so much potential, but it's squandered right. in the worst ways. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, you have all of this, you know, everything is good. Song design is brilliant, you know, special effects looking decent. Um, you know, cinematography looking good, editing good, you know, direction good, whatever it is, but he's but hampered by this completely muddled, confusing script. And well, to, be, to put it as, as I, I'll. I'll probably have to get, I don't want to get into spoilers at all, but it basically was kind of two scripts in one. And I oh, felt really? they should have, they should, and it, one of the plot elements was, when you think about it, was ultimately the, the plot element that is the, effectively the cell. It's, you know, clumsy. It was super clumsy what they did with it. Um, it was, it was not, it doesn't work in all that well. And I just, um, they could have squared it a little better. So, I don't want to spoil it because I'll basically say what it is. Like, not, not, I'm not spoiling the, the twist, but if I say what it is, it'll kind of spoil the story for it. So, I don't want to say that, but basically, it could have either, either utilized this plot element better or cut it out entirely. And right. they didn't use, you didn't utilize the plot element at all well. I didn't mind the, 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 the weirdness of the story. Like, it have all kind of weird bullshit moments in it that I didn't mind. Like, that is just more action stuff. Like, it have this one part that is absolutely ridiculous. But I didn't mind that because I just kind of the fun of the movie. But I felt they could have done it. I mean, I, I, I really wanted you to see it so we could talk straight up spoilers. Um, but, you know, it just didn't do what it could have done. You know, that is the sad part about it. And... Yeah, it's careful well it's all over again. As in you have up and coming star who real mm-hmm. put in the hundred percent ten percent because Chloe acting she ass off in this. Eh? She real like clearly dedicated and like the project and whatever it is. Mm-hmm. But boy, the script didn't work at all. The script it's basically two scripts batting over each other, and you could tell it was it had a lot of like rewrites and manipulation. And I know it had like a lot of behind the scenes like drama with it because Max Landis wrote part of this, or I think originally wrote the script, but like they wanted to drum him out, but because he had he still had writing credits, they still had to give him that. No, so like like they tried to rewrite a good chunk of the script, but without him, and so that's where I get the feeling that they they muddle up the whole thing. Um, that I can't say more other than that. Other than just getting into spoilers. Um, yeah, as I say, 
good logistically. You know, it's a well-made film. It like that. There's a great opening sequence where he do the footsteps in time with the music, and it's like, yeah, that looked that that's something hard. It's like and the coloring. I love all of the, the cinematography and the lighting, and you know, it have that synth song. You know, eighty synth song going on ever so often. You hear that. Um, good. Some decent action sequences and little body horror moments. I was like, yeah, hey, that that's not bad. This was good. That a good good scene. But the, the movie needed to pick a lane. I never put it like that. If it pick a lane and and go one direction or the other, or they could have squared the story. And I have my own money morning quarterback. You know what I would have done with it. Um, but yeah, this movie did not work. Right? It, it's well made. I had Sorry. a lot of fun with it for what. But yeah, again, think of just think of a cure for wellness and why a cure for wellness just fail hard. It not as big of a face plant as that, but still pretty bad for me. Yeah, I've been generous, but yeah, five out of ten, and this is a generous thing, but mm. because it just do come together, and, and mostly it gets points for just being well made in that sense. But the script the script was a mess. The script was a real mess. Didn't work at all. Didn't mix or gel together at all. It had it had again the, that plot element. If they you utilize that plot element a little better and, and explain it a little better, it would have been fine. Um, I'm sure I'd have people out there who'll defend this movie, but yeah, this, this movie didn't work for me at all, unfortunately. It's, it's, it's a shame, really a shame. All right, so 2021 in, and we already have a noble failure, boy. Yeah, the, yeah, right, uh, right. I kind of put in the camp of noble failure a little bit, right? Um, it's just, it, it just one or two tweaks to the script could really make it work. I get, I get the feeling it's one of those behind the scenes, hey, they should have done this. They should have done this instead of that and, and reshoot that section, but they didn't want to do it. And they, like, I don't know if we could have fixed that because it was the way how it was shot and edited made it super confusing as well. It's like, wait, why this happening? So I get a feeling that they change a lot of stuff after the fact now in midstream kind of thing, and that is why it come out the way it did. Similar oh. to like Wonder Woman. Similar mm-hmm. to Wonder Woman 1984, clearly a bunch of stuff they reshoot and try to like edit around because they wanted to cut stuff out for some reason or the other, but we'll never know why, or we'll find out like. Five years down the road, I'm like, oh, that is what that is what happened. Okay, right, is that it? Is that that kind of vibe? Now? Yeah, well, all right, that's well, how it is. Yeah. I, I I don't know if I'll give it a look at all. Just maybe out of curiosity. I mean, it's, I mean, it's early yeah, in the year, yeah, so yeah. I mean, I mean yeah, just, just so I could say I saw it and this is what I thought. You know what I mean? That kind of thing. Right. Yeah. The 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 um. You know, it, you, you will have some fun with it because again, it it's well made. I'm not I'm not pulling from that. It's not like, you know, you know. I, I find some of the song design and song mixing and things like excellent. It it you know for what it is. But I find they should have, if it wasn't for this plot element, it would have worked. Like if they left out the plot element and kept the story grounded, it would have worked. It would have been like okay, this is just an interesting drama and them having to cross the Pacific Ocean, dodging dodging Japanese thing. But then you bring this plot, plot element into the storyline, and it's like, all right, well, you had to do something with that more than what you did with it. And it was just, a, it was just clumsy, and and just too kind of, it felt like two scripts battling each other in one movie. So yeah, that is that is my, my last take on that. All right, all right. Yeah. Well, thanks, thanks for the review of that. Like like I said, I will, I will give it a look on my own time. Hopefully, would be by year's end. But um, right. like I said, the year don't start, so I'll I'll give it a yeah. look at you know see if it. How how much of a disappointment how much of a disappointment it was. Right. Yeah. Alright, so moving on now, let's go to the world of TV now. So we have right. not one but three shows to talk about. Um yep. this one I unfortunately missed. I heard it's really like five episodes, like the first yes. half of the This would be right. looping and fighting. Well, before you start, right? So two things. One, I was I was surprised actually that you know looping the uh looping the third the first 
was your was your pick for best movie of um, 2020 right, that yeah. was amazing and i well fortunately for me i got to see it before years in, and yeah totally loved it even though it yeah. came in the in the 11 to 20 category basically right that right. that's that um also but you know, what i want to mention too was the trailer for this which um dropped in um december of last year and right. um while it was looking good from a production standpoint that english dub boy yeah okay so that english dub was horrible right so the dub the dub in this I, okay so i actually watched the dub version the dub isn't half bad in my opinion um i don't know how the right, it's, it's, it's something about how the, the guy who voices um well i okay well i don't know if in the show he's called looping on that right, right but is so, the voice they get for him no it's just so cliche low yeah. low tone African American voice. It just right, it just didn't right. work. It, it just didn't fit at all. Okay, for me, so you the, know? the the dubbing the dubbing not half bad for me. I, I I mean I've seen much much worse dubbing, but yeah, the dubbing not that bad. For what it is, I, I again I was going to mention that oh, they actually didn't do that bad of a job of the dubbing. However, okay, um, okay. yeah, um, but yeah, I um on Netflix you could you could find both versions as far as I know. Um, so you could just. Click the setting and you'll get both versions. But um, mm, okay. I watched. I I was watching both and I was listening to the dub, but I end up just choosing the French version anyway. Um, yeah. Because you could just follow, I found it was easier to follow and you get some of the more intonations and tone a little better in terms of yeah. what the character. And, and, and it feels more authentic too because I'm mean, oh, yeah, giving exactly. the setting right. and giving right. the actor who's playing Lupin that will be uh, Omar Sai right from right. Uh, right. you right. know the great the Untouchables right. Right. Yeah. Um. Um. What do you call him? Bishop himself. Right. Uh. So how to describe this? What do you do with it? It's hmm, quickest example is to say this is what what in Nola Holmes is to Sherlock Holmes. This is to the Lupe franchise. What okay. this does okay. is not the is not a spin-off of the anime at all, right? The anime is a spin-off of the original Lupin Arsene Lupin comics, right? Because because Lupe the Third is the grandson of that character in the anime. This has nothing to do with the anime in that sense, right? What right. it is, what they decide to do is this really kind of kind of clever metatextual take on the matter. Where, well, the main character is a fan of the Lupe books, right? And you find out why and how he's a flan, fan of the the Arsene Lupe books. And well, the Arsene Lupe books is basically was meant to be like the French counterpart to um, Sherlock Holmes, right? That was the idea. Mm-hmm. Um, it's basically right. a kind of inverse character. If Sherlock Holmes is a, a good guy, he's a kind of chaotic good guy, right? Because the, the whole point of the script is he's a thief, but then he'll unlock and, and sort out a greater injustice. But he's still a thief. And that's the whole idea. And then the, well, the, the reason why the Lupe, the Lupe the third manga works so well is because of that same kind of paradigm, right? You have this super smart thief, and then he'll unlock something bigger, and then he have to solve that bigger problem. And he's never really outsmarted. Not really. He always have some trick up his sleeve or something like that. And they follow that. Because that was basically the, the, the premise of the old Arsene Lupin novels, right? And that is what they do with it. So basically, this dude is like a copycat of the art of this fictional character in the in the current world, in current, well, as assume presumably 2020. Um, yeah, it's 2020 because they, they give the timeline in the storyline. A certain character was born in a certain year. So yeah, and he was right. aged this year. So yeah, it's 2020. And the story is about, well, something happens to, well, the main character, his name is um, uh, Arthur Diop, right? He's this son of a Senegalese immigrant. Um, I don't think he, no, yeah, he was also um, grew up in Senegal as well. 
um, he basically his dad raised him um, pretty pretty cleverly and um, pretty smart. He's a pretty smart guy for what it is, but his father became the the chauffeur of this wealthy family. But then the father, and there's all this in the first episode, the father is, is accused of, uh, of stealing this wealthy family jewels thing. And from this wealthy family, and he was effectively framed for stealing it. So the story is about him having to steal back the jewels, but for an uh, uh, ulterior purpose. And you find out all this reasoning involved with the father, and then why it was stolen, and a bunch of secrets this and secret that and, and it's just this deeper and deeper rabbit hole involving powerful and more powerful people in, in, in French well I won't say aristocracy but the French elite you know and having to bring on the French elite you know via you know this guy just being a, a, a relative nobody and right. why it works really well and again it does the Enola Holmes thing so what Enola Holmes does for well feminism and, and women's rights and that struggle this does kind of for race right it does a lot of reference into race him having to grow up him being an immigrant they do a lot of references to French immigrant culture, and it's just Omar Sy being just super charismatic and being very clever. The writing is pretty good. I actually really like this a lot. Um, it does a thing that you can nitpick about, but I, ultimately they do explain it, which is, well, how come the police don't recognize who he is? And how come they don't, this person don't, and they explain most of it reasonably well. Like, it's, okay. you know. And because where it reaches is in episode five, I think this is just the first half of the season. Um, because it kind of ends at a kind of cliffhanger at, at the end of episode five. Um, it kind of comes, kind of comes crashing down on the, on the, on him and the main character. So it's all explained reasonably well. And then there's another thing of how come the police didn't solve it. Well, that's also explained reasonably well, involving something with the plot, and involving the all that it connects back. And it's it's very intricately woven together in that sense. Doesn't it? Everything comes back to something earlier. And that was, that was the Lupin scenario, right? That's a classic Lupin formula, which is pay attention to all these details because we're going to foreshadow all of this coming, coming later. It's all foreshadow, right? It's foreshadow, you know, foreshadowing all the way down, right? It's foreshadow and then that being foreshadowed and that being foreshadowed and so on and so forth. And it's reasonably well done. The acting is pretty good. Um, music and editing and these kind of things. It's not a big, big action sequence. They could do more with it. But it's typical like French, French filmmaking stuff like they don't waste your time spending too much money or energy on stuff they're like oh well you have this fight and they'll just make it straightforward and simple and why it works though is that everything is pretty metatextual in the context of the Lupe scenario so they he's a big Lupe fan and the reason why he got together with his, his well former wife is because she's a Lupe fan and they were big fans of the book and they wanted to name the son after a character in the book and Aww. everything comes. Yeah, it's all of that. It's all of that. And it, it all comes together. And then the, one of the main detectives who was following him is also a, a Lupe fan. And he was following the pattern of, wait, I, wasn't this in one of the Lupe books? So it's this big fan service thing. And it's a big metatextual, you know, referencing of the fans. And, and hey, you know, Lupe fans, celebrate and go read the old books if you want to follow this in, in detail and look for little things and look for little clues and whatever it is. And I am not the biggest Lupe fan in that sense. I'm a big fan of the manga and the Lupe Return manga, but not the, the original books. I only read like two of them books. Eh, they're okay books. Pretty good books for what they are. And that's pretty much it for, for now. I, would, I really want to see how this, this wraps up. I really thought we would have gotten more of the season, but it's only like five episodes. It's good. It's actually pretty good for what it is. Again, not as good as the Nola Holmes, but still pretty good. Um, so I, I dug it for what it was. 
nothing much to mention other than that. I mean, I just do recommend it. It, it takes up your time. Acting was good. It have a bunch of really cool side characters. Um, there's one this really great journalist character, Fabian. She's pretty good in this, and uh, the, what happens to her is 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 actually ex- escalates the plot pretty well. Mm. And I really dug it for what it is. It mostly it holds together because of Omasai himself. He's pretty charismatic, has great screen presence, and everything he does and says works. Like everything, again, is like oh, this guy's an idiot. And then you realize, no, he's not an idiot. That's the whole thing, right? If you're familiar with the Lupe formula, that's the whole thing. He's like, hey, why would you do that? That's so stupid. Then you find out why he does it. Even though it's still kind of dumb because like you're taking a huge risk there that didn't have to work out that way. But it's all, that is all part of it. It's, it's a story. It's fine. Um, that's not, that's not, that's pretty much it. it. It does the detective work pretty well. You learn the mystery and, and all the reveals. Is nothing too mind-blowing. It's pretty straightforward for what it is. But it's, it's just, it's decent good drama. And I, you know, for now, this, this first five episodes, I'll give it like a 7 out of 10. Nice, nice, nice. Um, and a lot of it holds itself reasonably well together. And yeah, I hope they release the second half as soon as they can, right? Yeah, I, I, I yeah. definitely can't wait. Because I have a feeling I will really enjoy it too, you know? I have a yeah. feeling so. Just yeah. just how to, you know, probably listen to the French dub that they eating us. Right. I'm I, I, sorry, it was just the trailer. This this kind of had like, what? Like, this is really good. But, yeah. you know. Because yeah. a, a lot of people, a lot of people right, thought yeah. it was, I, I really thought at first it was the anime that they were making a thing of, I was like, what? The anime? It's like, they're going to make the Lupe character black? Like, if they're going to make L black from from Death Note, and it's like, oh, it's not that. It's it's just the books. Like, it doesn't really reference any of that. It's, it makes sense, and everything right. makes contextual sense. Like, they really go out today to try to do that. Yeah, but um, one one thing though, um, Ricardo White, why had to bring up Netflix shitty version of that Note for White? <laughs> Listen, I still kind of, I still kind of defended it. I, I, my my defense was, if it had more episodes, it would have been fine. Not a no, it was it was a it movie. Was like a good, it was a yeah, movie. I know. Yeah. I know, but what I'm saying is that for what it was, it wasn't that bad. All it needed to be was, if it was eight episodes and it was, it had a way to, if it had a chance to flesh itself out, I, I felt it would have been better. I still kind of defend it, whoever, even though it was a mess. Yeah, yeah but oh gosh, ni- 19 minutes to tell that story? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, probably no. Sure. Anyway, speaking of, of, of shows that um, could, could have, could have, sorry, I should say, shows with seasons that could have been longer, mm-hmm. let me talk about part four and technically yep. the final season of Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. Um, I yep. will do the synopsis for this. I'll, I'll try. Sure. Um, so, yes, if you've been following this series here, we've 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 marginally enjoyed um, the first three seasons, right? Um, I particularly enjoyed the, the, the second and third. Well, the third for me, well, I should say, yeah, second and third, I had to kind of flip a coin to see which one was the better of the two, but I really dug those two seasons. Um, first one was great in terms of just the will, um, the will building, subversions of religion and you know how we look at you know um how we look how we look at you know witches and you know see right you know like us and it was a little unmoving at first but then when when you're really diving deep and because of the smart writing and you know um ever so often you just kind of wink at the camera and be like oh gosh guys like you'll take yeah. a chill pill now it's like oh yeah. okay okay i can kind of breathe and not think that this show is trying to brainwash me in any way right um yeah but anyway, but you know, and and it really told, and it just kind of gave this modern, dark but not edge lord, you know, take on 
pretty much a, a comic book series and a, a, a TV show that I generally didn't care for. That would be, right. you know, the Sabrina the Teenage Witch stuff now, you know what I mean? Right. But just how they modernize it, I thought was pretty interesting. And of course, right. you know, pay a tribute to, to old school horror films as well, right? I thought that was right. cool. And well, it, it, it basically leveraged off of the, 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 the success of Riverdale. Um, you know, this, this kind of darky ish version you take on all of those old archie comics and all these spin-offs and wherever it is and whoever gets through get through um in terms of success so we see a couple spin-offs that didn't work others did work um i i would argue yeah. even freaking dc comics had their hand on it because titans is pretty much a really riverdale evocation of golden era titans comics and silver age right. titans comics in my opinion so that's that um yeah yeah but sabrina is the best of the lot in my opinion um yeah, good. Yeah. Yeah, and then of course, well, you know, Kun and Shipka just killing it actually as um, yeah. Sabrina Spellman, as yeah. Sabrina Spellman, and as we learn from you know season three, she has a well, I should say another version of herself that will be Sabrina Morningstar, right? right? She well becomes more or less the well technically the queen of hell because um there's this guy down here called called Caliban who she marries in the third season, right? Yeah. So. What this season is about, what this final season is about, is that there's um, this series, the, well, this bunch of what you call the Eldritch Terrors, right? So right. Um, they just happen to show up on um, Greendale and, <clears throat> sorry about that, and it's just like, okay, they just kind of, they, well, it's just one after the next one. And then we learn that um, the, the person who is behind all this is, Foster's Blackwood, right? Who was right. ousted out of um well the whole witch academy thing. Now he has his own church and you know he's just kind of recruiting, you know, people in the in the area to, to join her. And with every um Elrich Terror, um basically Sabrina and you know her cousin and her friends pretty much have to figure out what's going on and then they well eventually thwart it, right? So right. Foster's just keeps bringing out next one after next one after next one um with the last one being the void right which is pretty much just this endless nothing right, right? just this right. void right uh while all this is going on um well it it kind of plays out through through any course of like a some weeks basically right so if you remember from season one she had just turned 16 so this is like right on the cusp of her turning into 17 right so she's dealing with a lot i mean her, her ex-boyfriend is with her with a friend now and you know it's just like she's kind of losing touch with them because everybody does more or less couples you know what i mean and she's just there um, yeah. This guy who was from the academy, um, Nick, still seems to be interested in her. But at the same right. time, um, she's warned now that you know her and her hellish counterpart can't exist at the same time. Right. So there's this threat that you know if they do meetups, um, some catastrophic, um, catastrophic stuff will take place. And well, right. it kind of does happen, right? Um, well, Morningstar from Hell actually rises back up to Earth, and you know she's trying to do her thing there. And well, you know, one thing we see next day, and really is just basically about, well, just Sabrina having to deal with all this stuff, all this insanity before she turns seventeen, and just kind of trying to figure out where she's gonna go next, right? So I'll I'll stop with it. I'll stop there without spoiling too much. So um, Ricardo, <clears throat> I know about you, boy, but um, all right. So here's here's the thing with the show, right? So I would just say in general, if you have been a diehard fan. 
from day one. Like if you've just loved everything about if you've just loved the world, the yeah. characters, the tributes to all horror films, the subversion of religion and all that kind of stuff, right. then you'll enjoy the season here. But right. for me, I felt like oh, this was a, yeah. a kind of a game of thrones scenario here where yes, the, the, the show is cancelled, right? And right. it could just tell like they had so much great ideas that could spill right. over to like two more seasons right. and it kind of had no choice they had just had to kind of take out stuff but they also right. were to cram other stuff in it too right so even within eight episodes right which i would admit it could have just been like 10 this like two more i'll explain right. in terms of the, the the final episode in a bit right? right it still felt like just a lot of ideas crushed into this thing and yeah. i'm supposed to go in and okay so apologies if I if I don't know everything in the world of Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, but even still, my brain and just quoting you, Ricardo, my brain do shouldn't have to remember. Oh wait, remember in season two when they had this thing and they do yeah. this spell and yeah. this device and yeah, all that yeah. kind of stuff. Now yeah. I feel like my brain has to do extra homework, and then because of how fast the the, the, the plots move yeah. at points in the, in the in these episodes it's like okay i'm trying to keep up wait 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 let me catch up okay so this device is that this guy does this the spell does that and it was just a lot to take in though like yeah, yeah. still it's very well made and whatnot and you know it, it it moves gracefully uh i would say after like the second episode things move really evenly but right. near the end though it was just a lot to take in and then i've just felt like the end like the actual end we're talking series finale here was just more of a whimper than a banger this is like right. okay this is how you're gonna end this like okay this is it yeah yeah but uh ricardo what what were your thoughts on this uh this final season right yeah i i uh more or less agree with you in terms of multiple too many ideas fitting in everything and you could tell that they really wanted to they kind of needed extra season to, to sort this out extra season to, to sort out most of this um i liked a lot of it in that sense but yeah the, the show and because of the nature of the show with all this magic stuff it's a very uh, i don't know what the word to use over determinate show right you know causes and things why anything happens could come from anywhere and anyhow like, there's a kind of general problem with magic and soft sci-fi. But, um, you know, it dies how it is. Um, you know, it, it just, anything can come from anywhere and the causes of things come from anywhere. And they don't really explain this too particularly well, but they try. And then another thing is because of the whole Eldritch terror, terror weirdness stuff, it, that a lot of that kind of work for me. But because it's so out there, it really works so well. And I was kind of thinking of when seeing all of this stuff play out, was it, it felt very Twin Peaks at times, almost, right? Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, it's like, oh, well, everything's super weird. And especially coming down to the end, there's, a, I think, episode four. Um, sorry, not episode four, episode six. That is where something happens to Sabrina Morningstar. And it's like, okay, this is real out there kind of meta stuff where they're trying to mm. go for. And a lot mm. of it is working. Like I, I, I was liking it, but because it's so, it's so trying to be weird, but not that clever in its premise, but kind of okay. I kind of get these ideas. It didn't tie together as well as it could have. And yeah, again, yeah. it's a bad mix of too many ideas mixed with just having to, not so much rushed, but feels very hurried. Like nothing gained a sense of flesh out, but it's, it's still trying to bring back character stuff. And it just, a lot of it, don't, and it didn't get time to breathe. You see how season one, it working with the season one now. Um, yeah, this yeah, this yeah. no this wasn't working anywhere near as much. 
Yeah, um, that's that's and that's the unfortunate side of it, though. Like, it, it could almost tell, like, okay, like, all right, we have we have this limited amount of time, and we have to put this amount of episodes. So let's see how much yeah. we could cram into it, though. But I just felt yeah. like literally it was trying to do too much. Which, I mean, yeah. given where where the show is, where where the reach, sorry, they could yeah. kind of get away with by the same time as like, look, right. just I'll, I'll put it like this, like like even it's it's conceit, right? This whole thing about the Eldritch, um, terrors, right? Like the first time you hear that from the from the moment you see the first one, right? Um, the right. darkness, right? I'm yeah. thinking that each one is going to be as terrifying as the next, right? I would yeah. say out of them, my favorite is the is the weird because um right. that has this really right. cool creature, this this octopoid, um this right. octopus like creature kind of thing. Yeah, there, but the how they make yeah, that work, I thought that was pretty cool. I got some nice right. little you know moments from it now right but but it, it is, the thing is with it it was trying to do it was trying to escalate from the story like you know they have celestials and they're trying to do hell but we already don't do hell so way yeah, gone we, we did that. hell so last season go, right so they're trying to go they're trying to go real lovecraftian with it and they, they outright have references to, to hp lovecraft in this in the season especially they coming down to the end there so yeah, they, they, even, they, they to go, even call them out by name they call them out right by name. right Exactly, exactly. So yeah. it it I get it. I get what it's trying to go for, but yeah, it just again ideas over execution. Way too many ideas. They wanted to put everything in it. I don't know why it was cancelled. It, it, I thought the show was reasonably well was was successful, but I thought they, they would at least get a chance to tell the last season now. But uh, I thought yeah, it was, yeah, and uh, and you could tell yeah. you could tell from with everybody involved that. They they love this. They they they, they don't yeah. want this to end. But just like well, Netflix say well. I'm sorry, but we 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 kind of had to kick you out. Well, technically no, but you know we had to kind of kick you out and let other people come in, uh, other shows come in. Uh. But um, yeah, back yeah. To, the, to the stuff itself, right? But I felt in between that, you know, we had to more or less judge up old things. So they have this thing with um, Roz and some subplot with her being a witch. So now she becomes part of the the witch sisters. I forget what you call them. Um, basically. Right, the, the... The weird, the, the weird sisters. The, the weird sisters, the weird sisters, yeah. sorry. Um, and like, okay, like, like I appreciate the fact that everybody have the little subplot and all that kind of stuff. But I felt like with Sabrina's one, it wasn't as strong as it should have been, given the fact, once again, it's a final season, right? So yeah. while I, I, I like how it started off, right, from the beginning with, you know, her about to turn 17, but, you know, all she friends kind of, like, coupling up and all that kind of stuff and she don't know where she at and all these things right so cool and she kind of hooked back up and with uh with with nick and well you know maybe with harvey at, at a point in time maybe not we don't know right, you know right. all these things like i was i was digging that right i was yeah. also digging like you know the whole eldritch stuff just being weirder and weirder right like you right. said in a lovecrafting kind of way right but i yeah. felt like when you reached to you know well after um the 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 input the after the the perverse right so it yeah. basically involves this this um this this imp like um uh statue basically right um where we get like this 1984 slash Pink Floyd wall s take yes. on oh Foster's Blackwood is the emperor of you know Greenwood yeah yeah wall, so yeah which is must die yeah. you know what I mean? yeah they do this real Nazi kind of vibe going on yeah 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 yeah. I, I, like, like you know, like the first four, I would say, were were solid, right? But from there, now it was just like, all right, well, now we had to kind of let the audience know the show gonna wrap up. So, let right. we have our our um, you know, our our meta episode literally with yeah. um, episode seven, where you know, literally Sabrina Morningstar ends up 
uh, well, we don't want to see what happens, right? But right. it's a clear reference to you know the the previous series. That's always right. Right. And I get a feeling. I get a feeling they wanted to get a certain actress and they couldn't get her, so they had to write. I know, right? I, I was looking for. I was like, was, yeah. Uh, but they get. They get. get they get two others. Two old actresses is like, oh, would yeah. okay. that was a surprise. That, yeah, that was cool. I was, I was so happy to see she, she, she looked. Yes, yeah, she get older, but she looked the yeah. same. That, yeah. that love right. face she has, right? But anyway, yeah. But still, I was like, okay, so the threat's gonna get bigger, right? So you know, right. in my head, and then the world kind of stuff. Okay, this is what they're going for, and then we get to the final episode where yeah. it felt literally like they just take three episodes and smush it together. Uh, sorry for the nitpicking, but there are moments where I felt like he was trying to rip off little Game of Thrones. You know what I mean? It's yeah. basically something that happens in the middle of the show, and the show like some time pass, and is the setting and all that had this Game of Thrones feel to it. But it just rushed through everything so quickly, boy. I'm there like, all right, what, why? You know what I mean? It doesn't give you enough time to breathe to even right down to how characters are saved. I mean, from from certain situations, it just felt like they just rushed. And the way how they ended. While I do get what they were going for, it just once again, it didn't feel earned, you know. And I just felt like at the end of the day, it, with the season here, it was just like, all right, like not everything has to be about the end of the world. That's not everything had to be all apocalyptic. But at the same time, it just feels like, okay, big threat comes, uh, character with magic does something. It works right. for a while, but it doesn't work. Right. So somebody has to step in and do something, and there's a there's a consequence. Right. So it just feels all internal now. But to everybody else, especially in, in um in in, in Green Deal, it's just like, well, okay, well, we don't know what's going on. Nobody really yeah. cares. It just another everything thing, just feels all internal, and I, yeah, I'm just another, supposed to go off of me liking these characters so much that right. I'm invested in every little convoluted thing that goes that's on. That's the thing they they bring the yeah, they bring in details that are just like, oh, well, that's a thing, no, but that like that's the problem. It it escalates in some ways and then de-escalates and other ways that don't make sense. Like, okay, Roz, they reveal well, Roz is is a witch all of a sudden. Like, all right, well, why that interesting? That not that interesting. Exactly. She already has why it. is that interesting? No. I want to bring it up yeah. now. <laughs> no, yeah, that's like kind of late, right? We already gone to hell and back, right? Literally, right? So I uh, it was hard for me to like connect with certain things and, and what he was gonna do. Like, and they had a whole side story with the whole fee and them, they had them in it, but they had to keep them in the edits. And that, that's the kind of stuff you'd have probably cut, right? But I don't yeah, that yeah, wasn't yeah. either. But again, with another season where they had time to flesh stuff out, they could have do that. And that, that, that was just the whole thing could really boil along to that um, problem, right? right? right. Yeah, um, so, and so, I just one last thing I just want to mention before before I get to it. Well, hopefully one last thing, right? Um, I just felt like um, so yes, so folks really where the where the where the season really falls hard is just the the, the storytelling here, you know, I mean, there's just so much going on, but I just felt with this whole Eldritch terrorist thing and having them be, um, you know, just sequential now, you know, what I mean, yeah, I felt like okay, so every single episode, all right, I understand we're doing ep- eight episodes, so I think it's like roughly, well, six, I think it's six or eight in total of the of the Eldritch terrorists, I'm not too sure, I think it's like six or whatever, right. Could they actually dedicate like the last two episodes to like the big one or something, something like that? I think it is right. But um, I felt with each terror being in an episode, it just kind of made everything feel a little too episodic, as opposed to oh, there's this one big threat that's going to come, and it's just a matter of us just trying to figure things out now. So it just feels like you know, like okay, we 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 enter things, we 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 kind of enjoy myself with the first four episodes. But then the last four is just like, oh well, we have to kind of speed things up because 
issue um, coming to an end, you know. But yeah. it gives it kind of gives us things in this this episodic we and it doesn't really feel like this is big 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 threat. So like when the ending came, I was like, wait, that's it. This is a void, and all of a sudden we need this device to do this, and then at least it here, and then at least it there, and then it kind of ends like I say on a whimper. Like I'm not seeing like the whole world had a you know you know go to hell or whatnot, but still with with what they were building up to. Especially, yeah, in particular, one involving, um, well, you know, our our you know, earth and hell pretty much coming together, right? Yeah, that was that was promising, and then it yeah. just kind of like yeah, dropped it's, it's it. It's like, oh, you know, it it it's still kind of all boils down to what Sabrina does, and that's right. how it is. And we just kind of kind of end it off like this. Well, yeah, that's how it ends. Yay! Wow! You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> that's the thing. Like I just kind of came out of it like, huh? That's yeah. That's what they say. As I, like, as I right. say, yeah. As I say, they, they, they coming down to the end, they try to really go real like abstract it, but also you could tell they kind of like it feel like it run out of money a little bit. Um, <laughs> I know, right? Uh, yeah. Know the whole thing. The well, slight spoiler. How the void is. Yeah. Is, so they try to do this kind of. Visualize. Yeah. Like, so they try to do this. As I say, it felt very. It felt very Twin Peaks. Slash, oh, was the name of that show that, that ended the other day last year? That I didn't, I didn't watch it, so that's why it was normalist. But it ended last year. Um, the good place, yes, 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 yeah, it's very good placey kind of thing. Like, oh, look how weird this is, but it's it's clearly representing something and it's more about the story and characters, so you don't, you don't really care. That's that's it, that's how I think about it. I don't know, it kind of work for me mostly because i'm still i still think uh, the all the characters and actors are very charismatic and i like them and i got attached to them from season one and two anyway so i didn't yeah. have a big problem with all and, of this and, and, so they, and, you, and you love seeing them on screen especially right. when they have to deliver really theatrical over-the-top stuff like uh foster's yeah, black yeah. like oh my god like yeah. the dialogue they give this man especially lucifer like god <laughs> real theatrics real theatrics, so they, right so yeah yeah they, they they had a lot of um let us call it you know they built up a lot of, of a lot of credit with you, right? They built up all of that credit and that 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 um oh gosh, word slipping my mind right now. But basically, they, they built up a lot of a lot of reputation, right? They basically spent a lot of the good reputation with this season. Stuff that you would uh, have no patience for in, in another show. This show you kind of give them a, a, a second chance and a third chance and a fourth chance. They, and they did slip with the ending. I find the ending was pretty weak. I didn't completely hate it or think they, they shit the bed or anything like that, but it's still pretty weak um, for what it was. And because I'm not too too attached to the show and thinking, wait, but I really want this to be some badass ending. I just kind of like, eh, okay, that's fine. I get where he was trying to go for. It didn't really work out that well. Um, and it's more like, and when I heard that the show wasn't going to get a, a fifth season, I was like, all right, I kind of kind of resigned to, they're going to have to rush a lot of stuff. I kind of resigned myself because I heard those news before going into it. So it's like, yeah. whatever. Uh, it's fine. It's a motor 10 for me. Um, maybe a six out of ten if you think about it too much or if you invest yourself too heavily into it. But I I had fun with it still because it had a lot of nice silly moments and jokes in it and character beats that I had that was fine. Like especially that that whole um parallel universe um, TV show stuff, right? That that meta yeah, stuff. Yeah, that, 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 that's cool, that's cool. That's that cool. mostly worked for me and I, I yeah. felt that was fine. And and all the darkness, all the sorry, all the Irish terror, terrors, all the darkness on the weird stuff was cool enough ideas that it still had me roped in there's this really good moment with the with the uninvited that i really liked as well it was pretty cool and fun uh, yeah some out of 10 6 out of 10 if, if you're being if you're not being charitable 6 out of 10 but some out of 10 for me i don't hate it it didn't get as i say it didn't get a chance to breed as much as it could have if it did it would have probably be higher um nowhere yeah. near as good as first and second seasons 
um the show was truly truly fantastic in those first couple of seasons but yeah it is it's a shame that they didn't get enough of a hair shake in this last material because I sure we would have gotten this um better and a better chance but it's unfortunate there's guys already shake out with a lot of shows a lot of good yeah. shows does get this guy a bad a bad shake in that sense i mean you cannot tell because even somebody I, i felt somebody blocking and thing felt a little off some of the actors felt a little off i don't know what's going on with ambrose the actor like he had a, a list oh. like, like he yeah, bites yeah, he, he, he sounded kind of weirder than he normally sounds right. like because, no, wait, i don't know like, like 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 he like not like i don't know like he like Someone was offered like some like like I don't know if, if he talking. if he got hit in the jaw or something. Something, yes, right? Something. But I, I get the feeling. <laughs> I get the feeling. Like in some scenes you're singing fine, and in other scenes you're singing real off. And I'm like, what the hell going on? Anyway, yeah, it's a shame. It's it's unfortunately a shame. It's, it's, it's That's a shame. how it is. Yeah, yeah. Well, but good. Uh, it's, well, it's still good for it was. I mean, I, I wasn't like saying, oh, this is complete mess and oh, hey, the real the real effort. That's how it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah, well, yeah. I, I was I'm in the same camp as you, right? But for me. Um, th- this season though really could have been better in my opinion, but you know for yeah. what it was, it did entertain me for the eight episodes, even with the underwhelming finale. Um, so I'll give this just just a three out of five, man. That's a well, I should say, uh, decent, a strong three out of five. It, it's it's high, it's high for what it is, right? Yeah. The show as a whole, I would give uh just a three and a half out of five. I would say it's worth checking out. Um, I imagine the the, the fans would totally enjoy this. Well, I should say. Some of them will, others might, you know, just be underwhelmed by how quickly everything just moves and, you know, kind of wraps up in this sort of uneven kind of way. Um, this this really could have gotten just a fifth season, just to, yes. it, it really could have ended. It really needed season. that. It yeah. really needed that, yeah. yeah. Um, and no amount of episodes, you know, for this season here would have fixed things. Like, Ilya said, you know, it, it should have had two more, but nah, I just think that it just needs a whole season just to wrap things up, man. Because, um, you know me, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a man who like closure, Jed, and just certain things happen in the, in, the, in the finale alone. I was like, all right, well, what's going to happen from this point? You know what I mean? And I was like, nope, well, sorry, we we done, right? And yeah. it's a shame, man, especially to, to us who watch it from, you know, the, the, the series premiere up to now, right? But yeah. still... All four parts or two seasons, whatever you want to call it, on Netflix. Um, give it a look. If it's not your thing, then yeah, it's not for you. Um, I know, but yeah. <laughs> I, I guess it's that thing with uh, with 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 uh, WB shoes, especially like um, like you know, like stuff like um, like Arrow, which ended last year, where you know, like we we had a lot of ideas, right? But now right. we have to kind of rush everything. So here's the ending. Yay! Here we go. Yeah. So it, it, I don't know. I guess it's that thing. It's unfortunate. Yeah, it is this. Um, but I believe we're supposed to be getting a new season of Riverdale um, this month. But <laughs> the thing I, is, I, uh, I haven't even watched a single episode of it. Exactly. So that's a, I, that's a no. show. That's a show. Much like much like Arrow, very very popular. But I just can't get into it because like, yeah, I don't really give a shit about Archie. So like, whoever. Thank you. Who cares? Yeah. Like I would admit, I yeah. used to read the comics back in the days, right? But still, it's like I don't need to see edgy slash edge lord murder mystery <laughs> sorry i just don't need i don't right. need that in my life I think, right i think right. i think i would have probably give it a chance if it wasn't from what i understand it have a bunch of supernatural stuff in it i was like ah oh, this more belonging sabrina but they have it in this show so like i died when i never really got into it. like if it was just the drama stuff and they kept it to that it would have been work and you keep it a human grounded thing i don't know i died just might but i ain't watch this show myself people who i know like the show and i they they have opinions i generally respect they could like so I, I, they like the show so it's like well i never get into it right 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 
But yeah, like we say, you know what I mean? If you're, if you're curious to see the chilling adventures of Sabrina, they're, they're on Netflix, man. So check it out. If it's your thing, it's your thing. If not, right. well, you know, find something else, right? Right. And last but not least, Star Trek Discovery Season 3. Right. Yeah. This this is going to be a, a, a pretty interesting um, review here, right? So, yeah. uh, Ricardo, well, I, I want you to do the synopsis for this, right? But um, sure. this, I want to do the intro. Um, so, here's the thing, right? I, we, well, we both covered the first season together. The second season, I missed out because of time. But you reviewed it. And you loved it. I actually, like, really listened yeah. to the review after watching season three. Now, uh, after watching season two, sorry, right? Because I had to do a right. recap, as I always do. I was like, oh, okay, right, those things, those things that, that you mentioned here, you know what I mean? Especially, um, well, I'm going to bring it up later, post-Nemesis content, which right. we do get here in this season here, you know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. And for the most part, I, I, I agree with you, though, um, especially with that finale, which is just goddamn awesome, in my opinion. You know what I mean? J.J. Abrams fans who love right. the, you know, the, the, the Star Trek trilogy of his, of his films would, yeah, would yeah. love, yeah, pro- yeah, he'd probably love um, that, that finale there. But I was really curious to see where they were going to take things um, with the season here. Especially with the way how they ended with the wormhole and, you know, going forward right. into time and all that kind of stuff, right? So, right. Ricardo, take it away. Season 3, right. Star Trek Discovery. So, what it about? Yeah, so they finally pulled the trigger on what I wanted them to do. And yep. Discovery yep, yep, yep. is roughly, roughly 930 years into the future, right? Because of the events yes. of season 2. Um, what happens this season starts with Michael Burnham going because she was leading the ship with the Red Angel suit um, into the future. She lands and she has a whole adventure having to make sense of the new world, well, the new universe, what's what, what going on. They have this event called the Burn and she's not sure what's going on. And then she meets a guy called uh, Cleveland Booker. Yeah. Um, he's this kind of courier slash, not mercenary, but more courier kind of traveler. He's basically the hand solo of this world, right? Of, this, of yeah. Star Trek universe. Um, if you know, and, and he's if played you know by TNG, boy, um, he's played by right. boy David Ajala, yeah. right? Who, who, right, left, uh, who left Supergirl left to, to join right. the Star yeah, Trek play, universe. Uh, it's good call, good Gil, call. Like, no, Man- Manchester Black. Manchester Black, yeah. Right, yeah, yeah. So, basically, right, uh, this character of, of Cleveland Booker if you remember from, from TNG, there's a, there was a character called O'Connor, right? One of the worst characters ever, ever conceived, right? And the idea was to make okay. him like a kind of Han Solo of the Trek universe. And like, holy shit, this character is terrible. Don't give that show. It's an episode called The Outrageous O'Connor. One of the worst <laughs> Trek episodes ever. Um, they basically write that this character is like a better written version of that concept. Um, but it's fully justified and makes sense in this world. So what happens at season episode two now? The discovery arrives and have to struggle with their whole thing. They were crashing into the, into this planet, and then they find out that Michael Burnham has been in the future for roughly a year. So they they, they arrive a year later after her, and because of the time dilation or whatever it is, right? Whatever time you I mean nonsense, right? Um, and that's it. So it's it's the the crew of Discovery stuck in the future, and they don't don't want to go back because of what happened with Control. And they want to just sort out, well, you know, the, 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 the new federation and what's going on in, in 900 years. What happened since they left? And, well, for fans, it's a huge gap in time from what we know in, in Star Trek canon, which is, like, roughly, I want to say about 600 or 700 years from that period, right? Um, and, you know, the last stuff we saw was effectively, well, Star Trek Picard um, and what that had to do. 
So it's all of that canon, and then all of the potential canon of time travel shenanigans. So stuff from the 28th century, some from the 30th century, stuff from thing. And they mostly answer almost all of it um, in this. They at least I say address all of it. Um, and that is the story. The central conceit of the series, the season, is something called the burn. So for some reason or the other, um, something happens, some big event that causes uh, dilithium to go inert. And what that happens is it, it caused any active war to become unstable and it destroyed it. And this massively crippled the Federation. And yeah. the Federation now kind of downsized itself. It loses a lot, a lot of planets, a lot of... Because most people can't really go to warp anymore or can't use warp, or at least warp is something that is very difficult to pull off. Um, they have to um, utilize well the spore drive from Discovery to actually bring things back and you get to see what the Federation looks like and what they have to struggle with. They introduce a bunch of new and really cool and interesting characters. Mm -hmm. um, most notably, I thought I really, really enjoyed this character and I really want to see more of him going forward. This is Odd Fair, if you remember him yes. from the Mummy, Mummy movies. From the Mummy, uh, um, he plays yeah. Charles Vance. He's one of the favorite characters right, in plays, the show as well. Yes, yeah. he plays, plays Admiral Vance. Right. And that's it. It's, it's just Discovery having to address all these future problems. And what Discovery could have to do with and handle this and, and character stuff. And yeah, uh, actually pretty solid season. This is where the show should have been from the start, I would argue. Um, as I said, remember I made a statement that the purpose of season two is just a backdoor pilot for Strange Jewels. And I still hold on to that position. I still think right. narratively they should, have, they should have jumped to the future from since episode 13 of season one. But whatever. We're here. It's a better late than never type scenario. And I really mostly enjoyed this season. I have some reservations. Nothing to, you know, have a meltdown about, but I had some issues with the season. But it was still pretty good for what it was. And it had a couple episodes that really stood out. Um, the episode introducing... Well, not introducing, but but uh, focusing on the one of the new characters. Well, 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 well sorry to stop you there, but I, I, think for, I think it's fair... For this review here, that we we could get a little spoilery, like let me get a little yeah, spoilery. Yeah, 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 We get a little why, spoilery. Why, why, I just want to just mention quick highlights, and then we'll we'll talk about it. Highlights: the the episode focusing uh, on Adira, right? They they is a new character. This character is really 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 interesting and, and pretty cool. Um, it's neutral. Well, it's a new human trail character, and this character is actually a pretty pretty has a lot of potential. I want to see. What are you going to do with this character going forward? Um, and then there's an episode that I really thoroughly loved called Unification Tree. And you'll know why. <laughs> um, this one is a really, really great, great call back to ETNG era. Um, and it's, it's a great evolution of, of the world. I had a lot of fun with this episode. Um, yeah, I, 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 have a, I have a feeling fans loved this one. I, right. I just picked up on it from from what the right. concept was. Like, all right, this, this yeah, is fun. pretty I mean, I, for me, For me, it was a truly fantastic episode. And yeah, then the finale itself was a little underwhelming, and then the explanation behind the burn was a little underwhelming. But it had an implication that I liked. Um, so we could just talk about like it had nothing to talk about in depth, unless you're going to just get into true spoilers. But what I decided to just make it a lot more episodic, but they still have a a a, a, a narrative arc. But the narrative arc didn't have the best payoff, but they had a bunch of cool little ideas, and then. They, they had a lot of great um, thing involving one of the characters who I thought would have stuck around for a little longer, but they um, had to leave the show. This was um, Emperor Jojo. Um, they did they did a big deep cut call back with her, with the, with the, with the Guardian of Forever. Like, holy shit, <laughs> they actually did that. Um, 
Okay, so, yeah. so so that was that was a that was a new character. Oh, no, that, okay. that that was like that's an old classic Star Trek episode. But they they oh, wow. yeah. So the the thing with it is that it's a lot of callbacks. The main thing with it is here's what he thinks. The purpose of the season was to truly reset the show, like truly reset the show. So they wanted to just have a, a, a complete blank state, and they, they come up with all kind of reasons and explanations. And they do they don't explain everything properly, but they do enough of a job for you to say, all right, I could ignore this or, or let that go. One of the big cr- critiques of Star Trek Discovery is that the show is so different aesthetically that it feels as if it was uh, a different timeline. And a lot of people still argue that it's a different timeline. It's not. It's still prime timeline as it is. But here's the thing. Because that statement of timelines is a really loaded statement in the Star Trek universe because Star Trek always had a trouble with timelines anyway, right, going forward because, well, you know, the, the franchise is 50 goddamn years. <laughs> that is why um, no writer is going to keep this um, in check and they have to do a lot of rechecking. But that is actually a pretty smart move when the writers by saying, all right, let us do this, 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 and we could explain it away and lampshade. And that's why I had no problem with most of it going forward. Like, here's one. Worrying about timelines doesn't matter because everything is after the quote-unquote temporal wars. This was something that was in Enterprise. Enterprise had something called the yeah. temporal wars. Oh, okay. It was from that show. Okay, okay. Right. Thanks. Again, you have to know your Star Trek deep cut and stuff, right? And because everything now time travel is abolished, it has one timeline, and that timeline doesn't matter. So worrying about causality doesn't really matter, but it still seems to follow a workable timeline because we see um, the, the, the episode Unification Tree that references events from um, Star Trek The Next Generation. And then we see... Um, that episode also references stuff from Star Trek Picard, which happens literally hundreds of years earlier, and stuff like that, and so on and so forth. I had no problem with it because you just stick to the character stuff and it's whether or not you like it or not, and it's up to you. I, as I say, the three characters that stood out for me was was um, Blue Del Barrio as, as Adira. She, he, well, so I was saying she's is they. They were pretty good. Yeah. Um, Oded Fair as, as Vance, he was pretty damn good. And then David Cronenberg as Kovic. Holy shit. Yes, he was yeah. this like he's a like, great character, and he, and he come back for season, and he come back for season four. Yeah, pretty yeah. awesome. Um, I uh, uh, at first I was like, wait, uh, I'm not sure if this could work. Him, right. well, not not because you know big director and all that, but just him being him there. I was like, yeah. no, this is actually working. They're like, what? Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, we don't know what he's about yet, but he's still he's still pretty awesome for what it is. They do a good job with the aesthetics and resetting of it, as I say. Um. The big letdowns was the main antagonist of the season, right? Osira. She was pretty one note. But then they had one episode that would with her that was pretty cool. Like that episode, the second to last episode with her, where she had to negotiate. Oh, okay, I know what you talk about. Um, yeah, especially that moment where she was talking to 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 um Vance, to Vance. himself. Yeah, yeah. So that was a great uh, moment. Yeah. yeah, great, great episode, and, and and they have a great back and forth about what they did there because they did they tried to do the whole um noble tyrant kind of thing with her. And give her a little bit of depth, but she, you know, she's more tyrant than noble. And they, they, I like that she tried to clean up her image and how she's kind of a bullshitter when you think about it. No, it's good. All of that is good trick stuff. Um, Book is a character that they, they could have done more with. I felt, but I, I liked him for what it was. We get enough. Um, we just see his backstory and his brother, and they give an episode about him. Enough. That was good enough. Right. And then they reveal something about him at the end of the season, which I liked. I didn't, I didn't have a problem with that at all. Um, well, well, here's the thing with that. Because when I heard it, I was like, this is really cool, though. But right. because I'm not a Trek, I, I, well, I had to be like a diehard Trek to pick up on it. So yeah. is this person that he's named after, right? Was, was, is, that, is that a real character in, in, in no. Star Trek lore? 
No, I don't think so. But it, it, I think it's something to do with it's something else. They'll, they didn't explain it fully, but they, they, they'll probably explain it. No, what they, what they reveal about it is what he could have done, what he's capable of at the end of the season. Like, be, he becomes oh, a okay. Player, I, right? I thought it was the whole name thing because he, he no, mentioned... No, the, the name thing. You know, the name, the name thing is just a side. Was, right, uh, yeah. Right. Now, the name thing was just a side thing. And then the other thing I really appreciate about this new season is, well, the new technology. We get to see a bunch of shit that was not in the Strike universe. And then a bunch of stuff that they give themselves... Um, a lot of freedom. Again, all of this is just given the, the Star Trek writers going forward, sandbox. Giant sandbox. Because this is one of the biggest problems with Star Trek. Biggest problems with Star Trek. And, and they, I will admit, Star Trek writers has historically given themselves these problems, which is you're giving yourself a new scenario and you have to open yourself up, but you're constrained by the narrative, right? Sorry to say it. Um, TNT had a, was, a, was a decent enough reset, but then DS9 had to shake things up in its own way. And then Voyager messed things up by trying to do things in their own way. And I, I think Voyager as a, as a whole didn't really embrace its premise enough to, for, to, for the whole show to work for me. Voyager have good episodes where it was never good. If you think about it, right? That's, that was my attitude about Voyager. And then right. Enterprise made an even bigger mistake by trying to introduce new ideas, but also wanted to be a prequel at, at the same time. And it, it floundered. And it, yeah, again, in retrospect, it's no surprise it got cancelled. Then... JJ came along and said, all right, well, the franchise effectively died. So JJ came along and said, all right, well, I want to do this, that, or the other, but it was another reset. And then Discovery had to follow that premise. So Discovery now... Yeah, but but, but question, sorry, sorry to stop you there. One, one yeah. sec, right? Um, but, all right, so the Blu-ray release of the Star Trek trilogy, right, of JJ Abrams, World, right? They call right. that the Kelvin timeline, right? So right. isn't that a separate timeline from right. what we see in now it with is. Um, Discovery it and all is. that stuff? It is. You know, it is it is a separate time, but that is not the point I was making. The the, the issue oh, is that okay, okay. you still have to you still have to cater to, na- to to narrative conceits, right? You still don't have the freedom you want to. It is a it is a timeline, and here's the cool thing about it: they do reference someone who came from that timeline, um, because of the temporal Cold War stuff, right? Is this character who suffered similar to what Giorgio was going through now? He comes from that timeline. Well, it's implied, strongly implied, he comes from that timeline because they mention right. a Romulan mining ship. I was like, oh shit, Campbell Timeline is canon. They're actually bringing it back. It's not some. Because ah. we, know that, we know that Paramount and CBS merge back again now. So these, both Star Trek timelines are a thing now. The movie and the, the, the TV show is not separate entities. So you could start using and overlapping stuff now if you want. Now. Um, I just. I, I didn't love this season. I didn't, I didn't love, love, love it. But I liked it for what it was. This is the. This is where the show should be. I felt they could have gotten here a little earlier, but this is where the show should be. And the ending, I thought, was excellent. I love that final oh. thing. Where oh. they, what they do? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. What they do there? They, they finally think. So I don't know. Um. Okay. So one last thing I'll mention, and you can talk, right? Uh, they do a big change involving the burn, right? So we, I don't, we don't want to spoil the burn per se, but the burn was kind of underwhelming. What the burn was, I was kind of under, underemployed, but I kind of didn't care because I was so sick of the mystery box bullshit that I, I kind of glad that it had a banal explanation and it just kind of move on. However, there is a very interesting implication from the the burn and the information we learn about it, which is dilithium is ESO now. If you know what that means, right? Dilithium, which is the same thing that went to Newton was undermined in in the because of the burn. Dilithium is the kind of the core for for um you know um for warp drive. Dilithium is similar to ESO, element zero from the Mass Effect franchise. And what ESO does, it does a certain thing that was is very instrumental to Mass Effect. And now that's a thing in Star Trek as well. And that's a good idea. This is what this is one example of taken from Mass Effect that I like, right? 
I like this idea. That you could use narratively for what dilithium is capable of going forward. I like that. That is something that I, I, I'm really, really interested in if they could use going forward in, in season four and onward. And then, um, yeah, uh, so I'll just give my last list of stuff. Um, you know, yeah, as a season finale, it was a solid finale to overall good season. Cause of the burn wasn't all that interesting on its own, but the implications of di- dilithium can affect biology. Um, at least, well, in the storyline, Kelpian biology, that is not really a spoiler, but kind of. Um, and I hope they do something with that, right? Um, as I say, I don't expect them to be using pull or biotic charge from Mass Effect or anything like that, but you can now use di- dilithium for something else, narrative-wise, right? Instead of just being the thing that makes warp drive go warp drive, right? Um, unfortunately, the Osira character just stayed kind of one note. It was kind of doing something with her, but she was just an obstacle for the story. She was just a villain, just to be a villain. Um, she was ultimately not that interesting to me, and they were just kind of going through the emotions. Um, the book character, I like. I hope they do more with him. Uh, still not really feeling him and Michael's, you know, romance. Eh, it's halfway, halfway. Way better than her relationship okay. with, with Ash Tyler. Yeah, way better. Yeah, than yeah, Ash yeah, Tyler. true. Way she, better, she, way better. Yeah, yeah. She, she and Ash Tyler had no, no, not, a, not good chemistry at all. Right, the mm. Sphere Data, I really wanted them to do more with this. Um, because one of the yes. short tracks had a, a whole thing with the Sphere Data, which was the short track Calypso, which is pretty good. You should go see it. But they didn't do anything with it ultimately, and it kind of felt thing. New uniforms. I don't love the new uniforms, but they're they're okay. I kind of like them. They feel a bit too Kelvin timeline dress uniform, a little starship troopers with all that grey. But I still like it. That single stripe, the delineating your command or position. So one is yellow. You know the typical um what we are sco- we are accustomed to from from TNG, which is red for mm-hmm. command, yellow for ops, and and blue for sciences, and then white for medical. Now, uh, right. I like the uniforms. I can see myself buying it and going to a con with it. Right. It is it's look good. I have a nice asymmetric vibe to it. Um, Burnham as captain. Well, that is not really that, that much of a spoiler, but Burnham becomes ca- captain at the end of the season. I like it. And her, her signature statement, let's fly. Good. I like it. Um, and this yeah, is it, 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 it's one that had a grow on me. Uh, yeah, yeah. It but it was more epic. But right. <laughs> you know, it, it would. It's, it would. It, it's pretty good. They pay it off reasonably well. Um, as I said, mm. Oded Fear, I really want him to stay. Blue Del Barrio as Adira, I want them to stay. Um... David Cruderbrook as Kovic, I, I really liked him and I really want him to be fleshed out. Yeah, the show is really coming to its stride now. It, it, it did a proper status quo shake-up and reset. Um, as I said, I like season one except for those last two episodes which were just so stupid. And I felt, I still believe that it should have, that was a mistake of not jumping from the distant future since then. Um, and I say, as I said before, I had fun with season two and I enjoyed it for what it was, but it still felt like an extended backdoor pilot for Strange Worlds. Like, the only thing he was talking about from season two was um, Captain Pike and, hey, we ought to get a Captain Pike show. Um, but season three, it held me. It held, it held my attention. I liked it for what it was. I liked the world building. And I, I'm actually pretty glad that a lot of people seem to be appreciating the show now. Um, a lot of great ideas and implications going forward. So ultimately, I, I do um, give Star Trek uh, Discovery season three... Uh, 8 out of 10, maybe a 9. Um, you know, there's a lot of better than, than worse. They could have worked out the details a little better, and I felt the burn could have had a better payoff. I kind of didn't give a shit because I really didn't care for the mystery boxing, as I said before. And then all the new designs and ideas and things, it's now opening itself up for creativity, and that's more, the most important thing, in my opinion. I, you know, to me, I find the old aesthetic was kind of stifling. And it was just bringing in people who were more concerned with continuity over creativity and originality and new concepts and ideas. I prefer that to this, right? I prefer, the, as I say, I prefer the big swing and the miss than the, 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 the punt, right? So 
Dice has me on, on Star Trek Discovery. All right. Well, how how do I follow up for what it is you said here, boy? Um, I'll, I'll, I'll do my best, right? So here's the thing, right? Um, as, as you all should know, I am not a Trekkie, right? I don't know everything Star Trek. I haven't even watched um, TOS as yet. Right. Um, I grew up seeing episodes of The Next Generation, but uh, if, if, you, if you ask me what, what went on in those episodes, I can't tell you. I just know characters, right? Right. Um, right. Seen it with Deep Space Nine. I haven't seen Enterprise or Voyager or, right. well, whatever, right? Um, but yeah. So... For me, watching this, right, and this is from recapping the first two seasons, a great thing that I did it, right. um, and seeing the changes that they made, and even the callbacks to, 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 to original content, which for me, I don't know, but I just like the fact that I could just tell, yeah, this is already part of something. Um, it's not something they just pull out the ass just make just because. It's, right. it's part of the law of it, right? Right. Uh, really made me appreciate, you know, shockingly enough star trek as a whole so right. here's the thing right so so as a me not as a non-trekkie i would say those star trek discovery well okay i would say star trek was well like, i would just say like um abram's trilogy right was the one that kind of brought it back to life it breathed new yeah, life exactly. into it right exactly. um because yeah you know what i mean like i saw a majority of the movies they were good for what they were um, some were horrible, you know what I mean? Like like Nemesis. Right. I skipped Nemesis, yeah. as you know. But yeah, you know what I mean? That GG brought new life into this, right? Um, Picard, I, I saw what they were going for, that they were trying to harken back to, you know, old TNG. But because I don't right. know everything TNG, I didn't really get everything. But I got the vibe of right. what he was going for. That That's the, that's the interesting thing about these new shoes, right? I'm, I'm, I'm speaking as a non-trekkie, right? I know all the trickies could pick and be like, well, you know, this is going against what we know and all that kind of stuff. And this doesn't make any right. sense or whatever. But I just okay, like so the I, fact I, that I, you have... What, what's that? What's that? I just like the fact yeah. that you have these shoes here with these writers who could come and say, we grew up on this. We know. We we, right. we, are being, we want to be conscientious with this, but we also want to just hold on to the legacy that Gene Roddenberry, um, you know, delivered, um, gave us with this. Right. So we don't, if, if we have to make a call, it had to be the smartest call that we could think of, right? Right. And then if we could go on our Reddit and read up what, you know, should be done for this next season and whatnot, we have to right. do our best. And I felt here with this show in particular, Discovery, and with this season three here, I was like, yeah, this is exactly what they are doing. This is what they should be doing. And they sh- well, sorry, uh, this is right. what they should continue to do. Because this feels like, once again, this feels like a labor of love. This feels like we are going to update this. We're going to continue the story in the best way that we can. Right. We're going to try new things out, but we're still going to stay true to what made this series so iconic for all these decades, yeah, man. yeah, and we I got, really, really felt it here with this third season. Yeah, really felt. Because it. They, they, you could say they made a lot of really. Let me see. They made much like with the J.J. Abrams stuff, right? They made very conscious decisions to cater to people who aren't Star Trek fans, right? They made it to to guys like you, where you like it, you know, you don't know everything. You could go dig back and find stuff if you want, but you don't have to, and that's the most important part, right? And you have to know how to reset something. And they, they, I think they did a decent enough job with it, right? I, I do think Discovery made some stumbles. As I say, we'll go back. I could, I, could, I could talk about what I think were genuine stumbles in season one and what was more, oh, some nitpicking crap that people, like, you know, harp on about. But I was like, well, yeah, they could have fixed that. But, like, no, like, that's to me, that's a tweet. That's not a, a thing you should harp on about. Um, 
but yeah, it's designed for you. That's what it is. That's a very conscious decision on their part. Um, and it's not to say, there's one thing I really hate when, when people say these Star Trek writers don't know what they're talking about. No, these guys, they know the Star Trek material. Like, it have that whole yeah, thing. Yeah. <laughs> like, in, 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 there's an episode, Unification 3 has one, that, there's something in that episode that is one serious Star Trek deep cutter. I'm like, wow, that is a callback, Dredd. That is a serious callback. I was like, wait, they pull from there? Okay. And if you know what to look for it, you'll know what it is almost immediately. If you're like a super deep cut old fan, they know their shit. Like, you can't, I don't, I'm not going to tell them, well, I know more about Star Trek than you. But it, you could tell is they made very conscious decisions, right? Because if some guy on Reddit complaining about it, what they will do is just some boring bullshit that going forward. And, and no, the Star Trek writers do a smarter job with that, in my opinion. At least in my opinion. Um, that's how I see it. So anyway, yeah, I understand right, where you're right. coming from. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, well, thanks, thanks, thanks. So, um, this, this for me was where Discovery really found what it was, what it was set out to be. It wasn't just, oh, we're just gonna modernize Star Trek for the sake of it, and because we gain money from CBS, we're gonna make it all flashy just because, and you know, we're gonna do we thing all the time, and not really try to even harken back to the to the older material but you know right. this one here it really felt like it was doing that and even when you look back at the last two seasons they were doing that as well but not as much right but here right. you really felt it mainly because of how i would say less um canon driven it was like with the, with the second season which i totally enjoyed i would admit though i do I, I really had to remember you know stuff involving spock you know i mean his ideals and just yeah, exactly stuff from no, like from that, the, that, that's the one first, of these, um, no, no. From TOS, yes. like it drew exactly. a lot that, from TOS so much. I was like, all right, well, dog, I, I, I feel like if I watch TOS, if if I watch this before watching season two, or I appreciate season two even more. But I right. still oh. enjoy season two for what it was. You know what I mean, I, I, as um, I say, I, I think, I think making Burnham connected to Spock was one of the bigger errors of the show, because you could have had. Oh, this really? Okay. Thing. No, I, I'm in that camp. That's one thing I, I don't think is a nitpick at all. But I have my own, like again, most of it is just Monday morning quarterback and complaining on my part, right? What I would have right. done, but it's nothing like it is. But I do think having Burnham be quote unquote Spock's sister, um, I still don't think works all that well. Even though they paid off reasonably well in this season with something with that, that episode, right? I still think yes. Uh, yes. they still didn't need it ultimately. But whatever, it's fine. Okay. I, as I say, to me, the good outweighs the I, bad. I, I would it. argue. I won't. I won't argue. I won't argue. But it's right, your right. your your and I assume other Trekkies' opinion. So whatever. Right. Exactly. Um, uh, is 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 a wheelhouse kind of argument anyway? It's fine. I th- I still think the good outweighs the bad because the most important thing is saying we have a that is the most important. The, what I get from the end of the season is like, all right, we have a full reset now, proper reset. In fact, mm-hmm. if they if they go back to an um episodic content, I one thing that kind of hurts the show, the serialized content not really working out too well. Um, because it, it, it you're wasting a whole season thinking about a mystery now. And they don't need to do that. They should just kind of hint at a mystery, like what, like how TNG did it and how DS9 did it, is that you hint at something and then you pay it off, but you don't think overthink about it. It's all about the episodes. This one, this season had an episodic approach, but it still had the whole burn thing hanging over your head now. Yes, and I, I yes, yes. Which, which, which I totally enjoyed um, with this one in right. particular. Right, yeah. I, I, I did like that there was this, this overarching thing, but it didn't take away from... Well, yeah, right. just the episodic stuff. I just seeing these these great stories play out, characters having to do their thing and whatnot, you know. Right. Um, and and just just to continue on before I get to reading, right? Um, and for me, like while watching this, I felt like the the, the passion was there, and this is once yes. again coming from a non trekkie I felt like we we really go into the core of what made what makes Star Trek work, which is yes. you know, and and you get this 
excellent, excellent quote at the end of um the the the, the finale. Yeah. That that yeah, yeah. legit hit me. But I was like, yeah. this is exactly what I was feeling, which is yeah. connection. This yeah. the idea that you know people yeah. of different races and species could right. connect. Um, even yeah. right down to to having um the 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 trill character, and you know their situation as well. You know what I mean? Like that that yeah. click. Um. Michael and and her determination to figure out what's going on with the burn yeah. to, to 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 bring back that um to more or less revive the the federation and you know um Oded Fair's um opinion on it like how how it clashed at first but how eventually they had to kind of work things out um well, Saru I, I, um is yeah, is yes. um arc as well where, where that went I was feeling all that I even right on to um to Tilly at all you know what I mean like yes, just right. just how characters at you know at first kind of don't know where, where they're about or sorry don't know what to make of this person but here's what we're gonna come in diplomatically we're gonna try to figure things out if it comes to us pulling out weapons so be it but you know right. it's all about diplomacy in the end right um i really felt it also too for mcgill philippa right uh, one of my favorite characters right. played by michelle you and right. i didn't expect how they ended the arc, but I thought that was it was fitting. It was truly fitting. I know it might have yeah, some because well, like you took the best character to show you did this, but you know, it given from what what she went through the first two seasons, I thought it was right. the last thing. I just want to see before get to your view on on her character. I felt like her writing, like her dialogue in particular, was the best of her true yeah. in in the in the series thus far. Like I right. felt like in the first two seasons, it was a little. little Clunky, a little at times, you know what I mean? And right. especially the fact that you know she has this um sort of pseudo-British accent, so she just delivered those lines in that kind of way. But here right. it felt way more natural. It felt like she like she was just in that room, and I, I really felt like she was just having a yeah, blast I, even I, right I, down to the, to the end. So I love what they did there. Yeah, I, I super shocked at, at leaving what they did, what happened to her so open. Because I thought we was gonna have a clear narrative of what was gonna happen with her. Cool. What I thought he was gonna do is have it where Oh, she's the one who actually started changing up the alternate, well, the mirror universe now, or something like that. I thought they was going to do that. But then she just vanishes. So I, I, they're leaving her show pretty open. Um, because they, they keep saying that she has a, uh, they keep saying that she's supposed to get a section to the one show. But I was like, what? They're still going forward. They're still going forward with that. I, I'm not getting any feeling we're getting that anymore. I don't see a spin-off with her happening. I, I think she she fits perfect in, in Discovery. I don't think um, having a branch or to another show makes any sense. But that's just me. Right, I don't know. But I know she's supposed to get her own show. I know that. But I don't know what it is exactly. Because it, the, way oh, they, okay, okay. the way they left it open now. So I don't know. Right. Um, okay, okay. As they say. Right. Uh, yeah. right. So a few things before I get to read it, right? Um, I dug the new characters. Um, David Ajala being in this as well too. Um, yeah. You know, charisma, you know, mean on screen, you know, charisma and whatnot. Yeah. I was buying into the relationship between him and, and Michael, though. But I just right. felt at times like it was almost like, well, we have these two black characters, so let me just have them be a couple because, you know, black characters, right? Whatever, right? Right. Yeah. Um, and I also dug Michael's new new hairdo. I was like, what? We do it. We do yeah. rock and braids now. I like yeah. that. I like that. I like that. Yeah, well, I, I say, like but it's the, the the rule of thumb is when you when a character grow their hair, the, the shoulders get better. Now. Similar to to Riker getting the beard <laughs> and, and um thing. So yeah, she grow in the hair. Yeah, right, right, right. Um, also bringing back um, well, the want to see who the character is. I thought that was that was fantastic as well too. Well, yes, in right, yeah. in ECU, one of the best episodes of of the season here. Um, the the action is still well handled. Um. 
you know what I mean? Um, storytelling is as well, you know, put together. Um, dialogue is, is sharp, you know what I mean? I, I, I dug the fact that, you know, ever so often with all the, you know, um, scientific submarine tool, you know, it, it, it's kind of funny that, you know, but that's one, one part of the charm of the show, like how everybody seems to be able to solve, like, all these really difficult, like, life-threatening problems, you know what I mean? But right. that, that, that's part of the, the charm and beauty of the show, in my opinion. It's like, okay, I, I, I get to the know, I get to the know. Or I should say, I'm reminded of it, I should say, right? Yes, um, right. But yeah, you do get that, especially with um, Tilly's character and, you know, her other crew members as well. Like, they just always seem to come up with ideas to solve things on the fly, but it right. works, right? Um, the stuff with uh, the Federation, I, I dug that. The, the, just the, the introduction of the new Federation, OMFG, like, you said before with season two, I mentioned it in season one way, the visual effects for this way. Yes. Wow. This is some Hollywood level shit that I, I right. see in here. And I just watch this. I see scenes like, you know, the introduction of the new Federation, just seeing um, these, these starships going to, to, to warp drive and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, and I'm great. just blown away by all of this. And I'm like, how do you even pull this off? Yeah, because, all right. Oh, so one, one, one cool thing they brought into the season is the whole um, programmable matter stuff, right? And the fact yes. that ships could ships could kind of yeah ships could kind of morph into each other and just kind of break apart and do this kind of thing. I I love that. It kind of silly, but it's 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 yeah, again, it's, it's, it's a rule of kind of less slide because yeah, it's a, it's, it's the a rule. Of it's the rule of, of, yeah. of Star Trek, right? So it's a, it's a, um, it's a, in particular with uh, with with book ship, you know, we yeah, hold that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then um, Discovery itself gets upgrades, like they have the whole the the, the pylons separate from each rest of the ship, but they give a reason why. Yeah. Like I like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that was that was real cool. Um, I do agree with you. The the, the villain could have been better, in my opinion. Like like. It, it was it, it like I, I got where the character was coming from. Um, this, by the way, is played by um, Janet Kidder, who yes. is the um, Margot Kidder's niece yeah. setting, right? Yeah, yeah, Margot Kidder's rest in peace niece, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you could tell she was really enjoying the role, you know, what I mean, just being this uber evil, you know, what I mean, right. <laughs> bad guy, right? But still, I wish that she wasn't that typical cookie cutter evil villain you know what i mean like 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 uh, uh, although i do appreciate that in the second to last episode they at least kind of fleshed out the character a little bit more her, her motivations a lot more right? right um and as for the whole thing behind the burn like it was it was weird right it, it yeah. was weird for for what you're going for but 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 the emotional core of it is what would that for exactly that, right that right. really hit right me, like, that, that, even, that I like, even yeah. though i was i was like all right, once again, I have to let these things slide because it's Star Trek, is the world of Star Trek. Things like this are possible and they will give you like one or two um, two lines just to explain why and you just have to buy into it. Okay, I'm not going to quarrel about it. It'll be like if I was more cynical to the material, I'd just be like, but you know, still that makes no sense in her. Like really, like really, that right. makes no sense in her. But because of the emotional core of that, like the, the right. reason behind it, it's like, okay, now I get Still, I wish it was a more, you know, serious cause for it, now, not just right. emotional cause, right? It's just like, it kind of came off like an accident somewhat. And but that, that's, but that's, that's, right. that's the thing. I don't have a problem with it, with that part. You know, it's just, look, I, I, don't, I don't hate it, hate it. Eh? But it, it, it could have do something else with it. I don't know. I'm not sure. I, I can't tell because I like it's yeah. one of those well, I, 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 I feel like they should have they should have kept everything, but they could have like that could have been the the impetus for what really went down with the burn. Like, 
this was the beginning right. and this is what led to the burn happening. Like the burn should have been more insidious instead of oops, you know what I mean? If no, but I, I, mean I don't I don't mind that because of the, the the actual like cause and motivations of the story. Like I didn't mind that in the end of the day. You know? It's like all right, this happened and then you know, because of this. And as I said, the implications is interesting. Right? Right, right, right. That is what I liked about it because it's like, oh shit, guys like the actual thing itself, that not so interesting, but it's like, oh shit, all right. Well, spoilers, his mom, right? And, and emotions over that, right? But the actual implications of wait, how is this caused? Okay, that kind of cool, and you could do something with that. As I said, the joke is dilithium is ISO now, right? That's the whole thing, right? So yeah, there's that. Yeah. Um, right. No, no major, right. So that's that is pretty much it. Right. So so just rounding up now before I get to my rating, right? So um I would say that this season here, while while I know for the for the diehard um Star Trek Discovery fans or the you know the 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 diehard Trekkies probably wouldn't like this season as much as say season two. Um this this okay. to me was a season where I was like, Okay, I, I feeling what the what the creators, what the what the um writers and you know everyone involved are, are going for i'm feeling right. everything with it i'm loving everything here this is this is where they, they're really coming to form now like where the series really coming to form we're not trying to be this over glossy updated take on the old series but we're going to do our own thing but we but yet we're going to stay to the to the core that the heart of what you know this the series was about from day one and right. Right. I, I, I felt that from, from episode one go to the very end. And yeah, I loved where the, the ending took off, especially that that quote to the end. I was just like, ah, I feel that, right? Yeah. So in a in a weird way, this 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 season, not so much the, the series, but this season and the series of the world really make me appreciate Star Trek a lot more than I, I, not, I, I mean in terms of right. the non-JG Abrams stuff where it was kind of catered to, to my sensibilities and like, oh, I'm not a fan, right. but... I like Star Wars, so yeah, this was for me. But here, they really went out their way to to kind of show you what why this why the series still stands out now. Why this why this series is so important. I talk about Star Trek, not the right. spin-offs, right? And yeah, I, I can't be mad at that right? So this really I, I would say like this before I get to it, right? Now I am going to make I mean with with, with twenty twenty one coming right after, you know, this whole thing with COVID and more people have time now. No, I'm actually gonna make the effort to watch TOS like at long okay. last. And I'm gonna okay. s- skip it and make any excuse. No, I really want to sit down and watch this show. You know okay. So I have to thank Discovery for this in a weird way. It did because yeah, boy, like I was I was kind of reminding a sense right. of why the show still holds up and will continue to hold up, man. So once you have these people, you know, who want to see this this series evolve and grow but still stay true to, to, to what the core is about, yeah, I can't be mad at this, man. Of course, you're going to have you Trekkies out there who are going to, well, probably nitpick some changes or whatnot, but still, you're gonna get that stuff now. You're, you're gonna get the love. You're gonna you're gonna feel it. And for me, as a non-Trekkie, I felt that too. And for it, for that show, making me now want to go back. No, sorry, make me now want to do my little deep dive and learn more about this world. Yeah, I mean, that's a win. So, yeah, uh, for me, I'm gonna give this uh, a strong four to like four and a half out of five, man. I. I mean, like, no, this is not the best season of the nice. series as far. But this was the most promising for me. This was the one I was like, yes, now I feel it. Now I really feel it. And now I can't wait to see where the series goes now. But in between time, whenever we get the next season of this or Picard or whatnot, 
I'm gonna go back. I'm gonna go and 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 watch the old series, man. And you know who knows? Maybe next time we talk about season four, I will I will have my knowledge. I can tell you things that happened to it. And then you'll come and tell me, no, well, you know, in this season or this show, this is what happened here. So yeah, yeah. So thank you, Discovery. You you you, you, you yeah. kind of be well fan of, of Star Trek now, like officially, nice. like wow, like, look at that. Yeah, well, it did. Then it, it did its job. It was excellent. Yeah. Thank yeah. you, Discovery. Thank you. You you you've made me discover what made what makes Star Trek Star Trek. Thank you. Right. <laughs> yeah. All right. So don't let me said, Ricardo. Where can we find you online? I'm Pasat R M E D D Y. That is at R M E D on Twitter, and you can just find me at Ricardo Medina on Facebook, and then well, hopefully soon, uh, R M E D on Twitch. I'm gonna try a Twitch something. We'll see. All right, I am still doing my little research into Twitch as well. Um, you know, like like I could still do the whole chatting option thing, but um, I yeah. just need to figure out what game to, to to play. That I think we spoke about this last year. Um, you know, I was thinking old games, but you know, maybe a new game might help as well. But I don't right. want to just jump on the bandwagon because you're in it too. But or you plan to be in it too. But you know, times are changing, right? All the times they are changing. We 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 Twitch is a thing. Eventually, we had to jump into jump into it at some point in time, right? Right, but right. In between right. time, you could find me on Twitter. You could look for me at Bear, you could find me at Bear Beat Bailey on Instagram. You could find me at Bears Beats and Bailey on Facebook. Just look for my name, Matthew Bailey, along with Illegally Black Blog official fan base. We find a link to this podcast as well as you want to. As well as you once have done over the past six seasons, including retrospect reviews. Yeah. And uh, speaking of retrospect reviews, uh. Stuff to look forward to. Uh, we're going to be doing a special Universal Classic Monsters special. Okay. Uh, right. Mainly, this is off of uh, Universal Studios, their official horror team YouTube channel, Fair right. Home of Horror. They're going to be playing right. out seven of their classic, you know, um, Universal Studios films out for free for a week. So that would right. be like Dracula, The Mummy, Frankenstein, Invisible Man, all that kind of stuff. Okay. So this is like the OG, you know, cinematic Universal. Right. And I think it would be cool for us, you know, to just talk about stuff from way back when, from before we were born, and kind of laugh at it and, you know, have fun with it and kind of appreciate it I mean, for yeah, what you have. Yeah, you know, a, lot of it, a lot of it works. I mean, that is the way it was. I mean, yeah. know, why it works. And, and you could probably just kind of get into, like, why this new attempt at a monster universe failed so hard and failed. Yeah. Why Invisible Man worked out so well. And, you know, because he had to modernize some of these ideas, right? Um, yeah, yeah, that's right, yeah. Um, right. right. Then, but along with that, yeah. though, yeah, go on. No, well, I was going to just mention what, what, what else? Two things are excited for coming forward. Um, Wonder Vision. Yes, yes, yes. I was going to mention That's that right. again. Yeah. Again, so two I, episodes, bro. Yeah, so two I, episodes, yeah, we bro. two episodes to the <laughs> premiere. I, um, well, I, no surprise. I, well, you know, since I don't know when, since Mandalorian, then I, since it come to Trinidad officially, instead of VPN bullshit. I now could just straight up just pay directly to Disney Plus. I have no VPNs to waste my time in. Disney Plus is totally worth it, by the way. It's only $400 for a whole year. $400 TT okay, for a okay. whole $400 TT whole year for one year. It's 60 US. That's not bad. Uh, um, and it, no, I, no, I, no, want no. Give a shit. I want to give a shit if it wasn't for all this extra content because I'm super excited for Falcon and Winter Soldier. So it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, um, we well, yeah we, which, which we're supposed to be getting um, in March, by the way. Yeah. And late, then, well, late, uh, March, late March. Yeah, but then we get getting again WandaVision. Super hype for WandaVision. So, yes. WandaVision yes, is right. Nice. Um, and then, reviews have been, thing, have been excellent. So, can't wait for that. Yeah, I, yeah I, heard about, I heard some good, good, good stuff. And then uh, I'm another show 
Yeah, uh, Corey Coleman them reviewed it, but it didn't come out for me, and I I, I just gonna wait for it on Amazon Prime coming out. One night in Miami. That's supposed to be coming yes, out. Yes, yes. Um, that, yeah, that, that's, that's also supposed Friday. to be coming out um, this week. It is recorded here, so yeah, yes, we we'll definitely going to check that out. Yeah, also, um, also Friday, also Fridays, also the 15th, of, as far as I know, so I'm going to be watching that. So yeah. I have, have a weekend plan, a nice little weekend plan for myself in that sense. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> speaking of that, though, uh, when it turns on Netflix, um, Outside the Wire, this is a new action movie that's coming out um, nice. with Anthony Mackie in it. Um, yes, right, I know about it, right, yeah. With the Divine of uh, Extraction, who knows? Um, right. And speaking of that, I will make the effort to finally watch Cobra Kai season three. Um, right. I had to catch up on Star Trek is, so I didn't get around to it. This but is another. Get a lot of praise for the show. So, yeah. you know. This is another one of these super popular shows I just never get into. I have not started any of Cobra Kai. Okay, I, I've watched season one. I reviewed it. I really, really, really dug it. it it's great, right? right? Um, nice. A little nice. overhyped kind of thing, but you know, I haven't seen two or three, so I have to watch two to get into three, right? Um, also, for your hip-hop heads, just, just talking briefly before we go, uh, the Griselda Camp, you know what I mean? Um, I, right. I, you know, three of the albums make it to the top list. Uh, they're going to be putting out the first movie called okay. Conflicted. Yes, they're going to have a movie coming out, right? It's, yes, it's within the vein of a state property, you know. Um, oh, you know, uh, those, 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 those mentally late 90s. <laughs> You know, I hope not that, yeah, no, I hope it's not that bad. But anyway, I hope Prim's Hood Cinema do a review of it. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to see a review of that from Prim's, though. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, you know, they, 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 this is a sad <laughs> movie. They, they, they yeah, bro. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, no, but thanks for put, putting me on to that channel. Yeah. I love, I love that. Man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this is a broke niggas, man. Everybody's got a rough <laughs> This is a sad movie. <laughs> um, and also, well, along with that, um, you know, well, kind of last but not least, uh, well, later on in this month, we're supposed to get in the season two premiere of Batwoman, which right. means now yes. I have I a really want to see. Now I, now I have an excuse to watch the first season because right. you know I watched premiere and kind of hated it, but now right. I can watch this news, this this well the first season proper now and be like, okay, well. Hopefully, this new season will be way better than what we got here, right? So, right. yeah. I I um, I just super hyped for that. So, it's like, all right. Because, like, the one of the big problems is that, you know, um, what's your name? Last one. Generally, she couldn't do much physically, no. So, there's a whole problem yeah. there. But this 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 chick, woo, she on fire. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And, 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 and I like in the suit. I, I love the poster that they put out for it. Um, and, yeah, I, I just I just want to see what, what she had, a, what she bring to the table, man. But, right. uh, uh, well, kind of unfortunately, I got to watch the full season. I know, maybe I don't need to, but I feel like I have to to, to get it just because I know they're going to, well, kind of explain, well, you know, when when um, the, the old Batwoman disappeared, well, what's going to happen yeah, next? Gonna, and they'll, 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 yeah, they'll guys. come up with some narrative. Yeah, they'll come up with some narrative reason. I'm right? sure. So, the thing is, I, 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 for my understanding, having a big shake-up with the, with the DC stuff now and, and live action weird stuff. So, so I wouldn't be surprised if, the, if it gets cancelled soon because they already, like, didn't, they cancelled the, the, the potential Green Arrow spin-off that was coming forward. But then the Superman show still going forward, so I ain't sure what they're doing with that. So we'll see. Yeah, which, we'll by see. the way, we're getting at the end of, uh, well, around the end of February, we're getting that. Superman right, Lewis. Right, right, yeah. right. Right. So yeah, I mean, if anything, if, if if we do get around to talk about the premiere, at least in my case, I want to talk about season two and and if it is generally better than um the first one. So 
yeah lots of stuff to look forward to for the next couple of months and yeah we're gonna just watch as much as we can whilst you know dealing with life and hoping that nothing serious or you know like threatening happens to us or anyone near to us right right and yeah that's pretty much about it so what's good guys good morning good afternoon good evening good night whenever this is this was match be the end ricardo medina and we are signing off from the season seven premiere of bs beats and billy so until the next one take care Here's to a, a, a pretty eventful, but not in the worst ways, 2021. Peace. Yeah. See. Later this week, Big Ben Klingon. After him, there's no one else we could afford to bring on. Keep it ghetto and let him know BYOB from the get-go. I like to propose a toast to the grossest host, space holes, coast to coast. That destructor razor played out gag in a cape and a pantsuit, looking like a straight out bag. Don't mean to sound crunchy. Hit a honey from the back and crumpled up a scrunchie. A light snack, hungry munchie. Felt a funny hunch, then she told him, Donkey punch me. Tomorrow is Father Guido Sarducci, Father MC, and Charo Coochie Coochie with her new bestseller. Who you call a hoochie? A proud sponsor of the Smoochie Boochie Noochies. Look Leela eyeball to eyeballs and find out how they get inside them sugar pie walls. Our next guest, a real cutie specimen, and she's starting to get a little booty. Miss Judy Jetson. So Judy, boxers, briefs, or fig leaf. As you know, I wear my boxes, so my big... Oh, cue the rapper, tell him bring what little he got Up against the villi, it's really not diddly squat Until the head hurts, when it come to wreck Cruises like them dudes in red shirts off Star Trek He Kirk, he Spock, he McCoy Been B-boy since he jerks for his squeeze toys Born to be the host with the most When it's on, it's on, space holes, coast to coast <laughs>